<laughs> and we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lord Files, episode number 52. And it's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. We've got a very special guest, Xbox and Sega Rumors, State of Decay 2 price drop, January MPD, Phil Spencer's speech, switch port rumors, and Xbox One X parody to discuss, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a lord whose quality content and unbiased approach to gaming deserves much-needed recognition at the roundtable. Similar to the ILP, this lord's passion for destiny and multi-platform gaming is evident in everything he does. From his indie spotlights and let's plays, all done with tremendous dedication and great humor. Introducing the co-founder and producer of the Short Pause Gaming Podcast. The Tick Award nominee for the best podcast of 2017, and the Lord who always will remind you why hunters are the master race. <laughs> <laughs> Making his debut in the realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Dude 79. How you doing, sir? Uh, I am great. First of all, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. This is a big ass table. Now, when you guys <laughs> talk about this round table, this thing is massive. <laughs> This is a big round table. I'm happy to be sitting here with you fine gentlemen. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, yes, and as you mentioned, uh, I, I've been following the, the Iron Lords podcast ever since we lost to you guys for best podcast. So uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of you guys' show. And uh, I just want to tell you guys, since I started listening, the thing I dig about your show is the positivity. Uh, you guys focus on the games, you guys focus on the news, and you leave everything else to the side. And I dig that about you guys' show. So many podcasts right now can kind of like edge towards that negativity and focus on the negativity. You guys focus on the positivity, and I really, really admire that. So it's a pleasure to be here, and thanks for having me on. Much, much appreciated, man. It means a lot. Been wanting, we've been talking for a little bit, trying to work out the schedules to get get the dude, Lord Dude himself, on the show. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yes, we sir. love what you guys are doing out there, man. Huge, huge fans of Short Pause, man. You know, I try to sneak in your uh, let's plays and your spotlights as much as possible. I really like what you're doing, and uh, like you said, I mean, just always want to support the positive people in the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Lord Piccolo, Lord Viper Strike, Lord Bender, the crew. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got I love that Piccolo. I love that name. I swear, I swear I love it. <laughs> no doubt. And of course, we have the four horsemen of gaming, those usual suspects at the round table. I'm assuming my co-host with the co-most will be joining us in progress. He will be getting off work soon. I don't think he's in just yet. But of course, we have our most technical gaming lord. The solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience, and also the Lord of Receipts, Mister Offline Profile Illuminati, <laughs> my man, Lord Sovereign. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, man. A little tired, a little tired. I I wasn't able to catch all of the combat sports last night because uh, oh, uh, Lady Sob Lady Sob was a little sick, so we had to head out to to head out to um what you would call it to the ER just to make sure everything whoa. was cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, oh damn. You know, just, it was, you know, fever, whatnot, and you know, it just oh, one of those things where you, it better to be safe than sorry, it's especially with all the okay. with all the flu yeah. stuff going around. So mm -hmm. so yeah, that's what that was. That's, yeah. I had a little <laughs> flu panic. My, my nose is stopped up. He said, baby, let's get the car, let's go. Let's go now. <laughs> <laughs> flu is so, no 
joke, this flu is out here yeah. taking lives for real. For real, for real. For real. real. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so I missed some of the combat sports. I caught some of it this morning sporadically, but I I'll let King lead with that, and I'll jump in on, on what I know that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> we have the excess gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions, demands nothing less than the premium experience, and is the Tiki Torch Extinguisher. Beloved, Lord King. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, people. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Do you understand what that is right there? That's King with a shirt on. That's an inside joke. You ain't got that. Right. <laughs> 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 Something. Last night we had the battle of the unknowns. <laughs> hey, you know how in wrestling you have the the you know the floppy guys that come out early while you getting your popcorn and stuff together, and then out there you like yo that guy's kind of nice. I don't even know what his name is, but Soche Piche, he nice. Right, so <laughs> yesterday. You know, they threw together the, the Battle of the Unknowns. Now, I'm never disrespecting anybody to put on those gloves that go into that squared circle to get it on. Trust me, you risk your life every time you go through uh, those ropes, every time you put that mouthpiece in, every time you slap it together and you touch hands and you commence in combat. So, no disrespect to anyone that fought last night. It was a Battle of the Unknown Foreigners. And let me tell you something. Because they was all foreigners. I've never seen a card that had every person from every square of this earth on it. I mean, I'm talking about remote places. Fighting from Cambodia. In this water. He is standing in a pool of piss with... Night. I mean, you had some good fights. You had so check, be check versus chak chak poo poo, and they got it all last night. But let me tell you something next week is the big fight. You have the heavyweight champion of the world fighting his number two mandatory King Kong. Okay, okay, that's going to be a great fight. And then you have the washed up light heavyweight champion of the world that Andre Ward washed him up and made him quit. Don't Ooh, think. Who Andre Ward did this to? Who? Kovalev. Um, that's Kovalev. Oh. You know, okay. the crusher, the killer, <laughs> the the racist, the openly oh, no. racist. Oh, wow. Oh. Right? And, I, you know, I don't touch those subjects, but He's openly racist. I mean, wow. hey, so we would open is. for him to get stretched but, in, like pretty much. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 you know, you know what it is. I'm hoping he bounced back. I want him to get to the the highest form of his mountain so he can fall harder. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm praying for him to win next week so he can actually fight somebody worth merit. Um, but to MMA, we have a little bit of a controversy last night. I yeah. saw a great MMA match. I saw a clean fighter fighting another clean fighter. Mm -hmm. I saw beautiful headshots, body work, ground and pound. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, the, the MMA communities in the uproar, you please have to enlighten me on this because I saw what I thought was a really good match. It was until the legal kick to the head, the legal knee to the head. So break, break was, it down, Lord, Lord, so it, was it was um, a grazing knee, it but it was Jeremy Stevens. 
Oh God, what is he? Emmett, the, the other guy. Emmerich, something Emmerich, right? Emmett, right? Um, mm-hmm. Right. And Jeremy Stevens is a beast. Like his his nickname is Little Heathen, and that's exactly what he is. Like he is a that's he's an stuff. animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he it was a good fight up until the, that point. Uh, Stevens caught him with a left hand, dropped him, and just swarmed him. Um, he dropped a bunch of elbows to the side of the head. The mm-hmm. last one might have grazed the back of the head. That I didn't feel to be so egregious. But when Emmett tried to get up and Stevens, he kind of, he held his head and swung and, and lifted his knee up to hit him while mm-hmm. both of his knees were still on the ground. When your opponent's knees are on the ground and you try to kick him to the head, that is an illegal hit. Mm-hmm. He, at least one foot has to be he has to at least be off of one knee right um so yeah that was an illegal hit it was grazing it didn't catch him flush mm-hmm. but um so that's where the controversy is after that um stevens continued to swarm him he hit him with two elbows um basically from top position and knocked him out and that was that um but you know it's one of those things like in the moment i don't think stevens meant to do it intentionally he's just an animal like that that's just his fighting style and it was on the ref to see it and it was it was kind of blatant though it was blatant that's the only thing that bothers me that it it was Mm -hmm. so blatant in the moment that the ref not seeing it Mm -hmm. mm, rubs me the wrong way yeah it did it did it did i mean listen in in all fairness i mean it was very what's the word like it was very bam bam it was kind of like you know everything so i can't based on what i saw i can't say that you know little heathen had deliberate intention (laughs) Yeah, it's clear. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was old school pride rules for one. I, I think <laughs> I think his name is causing the controversy. I'm <laughs> telling you, because had it been young pacifist, young pacifist has caught him with the knee by mistake. And you know, let's let that go. But when you say young heathen, young heathen then put that knee to somebody's head. I mean, that kind of sounds like you said, who said what? Even a lot of negative connotations. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, man. my thing now, I think he 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 definitely <laughs> deserves a shot at the title. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he deserves a, deserves a shot at Holloway. Um, but there are two people still in front of him. But mm-hmm. I think he's he's the one that's shown lately um, mm-hmm. that he's ready for it. He's been in the company for a long time without a mm-hmm. shot. So. Yeah, I say Dana, give him the shot. Like, give him the shot. I want to see that fight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> of course, it's Lord Cognito here. We're spreading that gaming realness on the ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So we're going to get into these games. But before we get into what the Lords are playing this week, I want to start off with Lord Dude. His video game system history, his passion for destiny, and, of course, what led him to the creation of the amazing short pause gaming podcast so lord dude let's start out with those video games what was like the first systems you had like let's start from the beginning uh the one that i i know that i had first was the intellivision um <laughs> i'm showing my age oh, i'm showing my yeah. age Listen, I had it too. let's go <laughs> let's go, go. Uh, i i remember it briefly i just remember we had it but uh i think it was it was the nintendo when it launched uh you know super mario brothers jumping into that that's when i first got my experience uh, with video games, mm-hmm. Duck Hunt, Rygar were all games that I love spending time with. Nice. Uh, so I was born. I was a Nintendo child growing up. Um, never, never really dabbled with Sega. I know not, that's not going to be a popular opinion around here, but I'm the realm already. Not let me stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
until the Dreamcast came around. The Dreamcast came around and, and it changed my uh, my opinion of Sega very much. I love the Dreamcast. Thought that was a great system. And then after that, just went to the PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three. Um, in terms of games that I liked playing, I was mostly a sports kid growing up. Uh, I loved all sorts of sports games on just about every one of the platforms. You know, started with ten yard ten yard fight on the Nintendo. Wow, <laughs> ten yards. When, tell them when the sprites used to just hug each other. <laughs> I don't even know if they were hugging. I thought they were doing something else. But exactly, exactly. This is the PG version of the show. <laughs> I digress. Uh, but um, you know, then it went to like you know, uh, what was another one that was really good. I think uh, John Elway football was another good one that I got in. Into and then nice. Brett Favre uh, NFL uh, football for the for the Nintendo sixty four was really really mm-hmm. good, but I, t- I think the the one that changed me forever was NFL two K five. That is still in my opinion Ooh. the best uh, football game ever made. I love yeah. NFL two K five. And then uh, after that, I kind of went away from uh, uh, NFL games for a little bit. Didn't really get into mad, but NCAA football changed my life. Uh, that I still I still blame NCAA football for failing multiple classes in college. Now let me tell you what. <laughs> let me explain break it down. That. Break it down. Okay, when 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 NCAA football started introducing online like leagues, that's when things got really bad, like really bad. Because my brother would be recruiting the same player that I was recruiting, and I was like, okay, look, I got an exam in an hour, but I know he's pushing hard on this dude. I was like, I'm not going to take the exam. I got to work on this dude. So I would go to my room. Oh, I'm telling you, dude, it was fierce. It was my brother, my cousin, and a couple friends. It was fierce. And I would skip class to work on recruiting. So I blame <laughs> NCA football for my GPA through college. It was not very, very good. Salute, salute. Who was the dev? Who was the dev there? I'm trying to think back then. Man, That's I want your bad decisions. You back in the chat. They like, what's up with Super Tech Mobile? And you a Nintendo kid. What happened? No, oh, no, I ha- oh, no, no. Yeah, Super Tech Mobile was there, dude. Like, now oh, I know okay. everyone loved Bo Jackson. That was great. Yeah, but I was a yeah. Christian Okoye fan for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Okoye was a Okoye was a piece. So that was my squad if I wasn't playing as the Lions because those were my boys. I'm a, I'm a Lions fan. Unfortunately, I hate to admit that, but uh, yeah, just a lot Barry of uh, Sanders, greatest running back ever. Come on, yeah, oh, I love Barry. yeah, brief, yeah, brief sunlight. It was brief, but it was sunlight. Oh yeah. It was sunlight. I'm a Jet fan, so uh, okay, I'm gonna let y'all know my blood is green through and through. Just because you see the Hulk, don't think my blood is not all the way green. It's a hundred percent, man. I'm hundred percent with this. <laughs> Continue, Lord, dude, on your sports and gaming history. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was it was mostly sports growing up. Uh, my friends and I were very competitive in that regard. Uh, NBA Live '97, one of the greatest experiences of my life was uh, my best friend. We uh, during like towards the end of the school year, we were like, "All right, look, dude, we're gonna do a best of seven series. Mm. Uh, my Pistons versus your Bulls." And at the Ooh. time, I had like Lindsey Hunter and Grant Hill and, and that squad, and um, we were playing for two big bites at Seven Eleven. That's <laughs> your high school kids were playing for two big bites, and I remember, dude, it was game seven, and the, our my, our friendship almost ended, mind you. Uh, game seven, Lindsey Hunter in the corner, fade away three with three seconds left, drains it. So I get my big bites, and dude, every time I stop at Seven Eleven and I go to get a bit uh, a big bite, much to my doctor's chagrin. Uh, <laughs> I sent my buddy a text of me, and I just go, man, this thing tastes really good. Oh, you a savage. Oh, yeah, and, and he sends me. I just get the middle finger emoji back. That's all I get. <laughs> you like little kid. You'll never let, let us forget. Never. Dude, that's, like, that's like 20 years ago, dude. That's 20 years ago, and I remind him of Lindsey Hunter, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. I beat player 99. Who was Jordan on the NBA Live? Mm, yeah, they didn't have to yeah. Tell him. Yep. Tell him. Tell him. Let me ask you a quick question, Lord Dude. Now, that 
NBA Live. Wasn't that the first, like, I don't want to say, like, 3D slash kind of isometric? It used to go, like, diagonal, right? Didn't it? Mm-hmm. I do remember that, but I believe this one we played, it was side to side. It was side scrolling. But I think oh. you could change it. I think you could change like a- the, um, okay. the what you call it. You could, yeah, you could change it. That's yeah. the one that I made people walk it out with. Like, you know, mm. like, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> That's the same way that you say that. I have a story. Oh, but I'm not, I, I digress. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that because this will seriously hurt somebody's <laughs> career. Yes, we don't need to. This, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do this, but here at the Iron Lords podcast, we have some horrendous bets just in the same vein of that beautiful bet that you have put up, and I love it. You would have fit right <laughs> in with us with these bets. <laughs> Absolutely. So then you moved on, and then, like I said, you you said you went all the way to PlayStation. Now, in between time, I just want to ask you about a couple of systems sure. that I've been here about. Now, I know you didn't you didn't you weren't really say kid. You were kind of Nintendo through and through. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming you stayed in that ecosystem, 64 GameCube, that kind of bit. Actually, I, I stopped at the game or at the 64. I never made it over to the GameCube, which which I'm disappointed about because there were so many great games that came out Kick of the him. GameCube. But mm-hmm. it was very difficult for my for me to, to have my parents like grab all these different uh, all these systems for me. You know, I was a kid, so mm-hmm. I was pretty humbled with just having one system. And then when we went to the Dreamcast, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. set me up to go to the PlayStation after that. So I never made it to the GameCube, but yeah, no, 64 was my last one. We, we, nice. we, can't, we can't have you on here now. <laughs> Yo, Attic, why you sound like you're in a cave, man? What's going on? He's in the closet at work. He's talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your audio's a little, little, little crazy. Sound like you're like muffled, like you're in the far, far place. Yeah, it sounds like you broadcasting. Better? Nah, sound, but you might want to drop out, drop back in. It sound, yeah, definitely sound like you're in a cave. Uh, he'll be back. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Lord, 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 all right. So you got up to the GCAT, you got everything popping. Then we moved over PlayStation, all that good stuff. Now, did uh, was Xbox One ever part of your ecosystem, or, or did you jump in with the 360? Or no, no Xbox systems until later. Yeah, the first one I owned was the 360. I grabbed that nice. um, when I think it was was a Call of Duty World or Call of Duty Two was mm-hmm. the big title for it uh, when it launched, mm-hmm. and um, I really enjoyed that. I thought that that was like my first time with an Xbox product. All right, what about now? A little still bit. Corner, but still the corner, but okay. <laughs> Continue, little dude. But uh, at the time, you know, my the uh, the Xbox One is my first like real like jump into the Xbox ecosystem to really be able to appreciate a lot of the games that uh, that have come out on the platform. Like I, I I feel very fortunate that they did the Master Chief Collection and then they did the the Gears of War uh, games, you know, remastered one or the the I'm sorry, the Ultimate Edition of the first Gears of War. Being able to go back and experience these games that I missed last gen was was, was very beneficial and I really appreciate that. So I've, I've grown to like really enjoy the Xbox side of things in terms of their exclusives and their games and, and being able to play the games that I missed in the past. Nice. Absolutely, man. Cool, cool. So let me ask you one question. Um, what about, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Top five Lord Dude game franchises. Your personal favorite games. As far um, as it, doesn't, it could be the franchise. It doesn't have to be like a specific, you know, <sighs> title, but just. Man, put me on the spot. I'm trying to think go. here. Some of the ones that really just, the, the franchises. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I have to say Mario Brothers. I, play, I, play, I spent a lot of time playing the Mario games when I was younger. Uh, those were very influential in getting me into gaming to appreciate gaming. Uh, nice. Those, those, the Mario games were very, very big. And then um, I'd have to say after that, uh, the NCAA football games. I spent a lot of time playing NCAA football. I really loved those mm. EA games. I thought those were the, the best football games out there. So I love spent a lot of time with those. I love it. Um, and then, uh, you know, 
trying to think what else was really impactful. Uncharted games. I really enjoyed that because that was like the first time I played games that were very heavily story driven and very well done. So I really enjoyed that. But uh, I mean, you know, it's hard to nail five, but I'm going to say probably the most influential game, the two most influential games for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was SOCOM 2 because that was my first dive into. Mm -hmm. and, nice. and I mean, seriously, that, that game consumed me. I nice. loved uh, that was my first time hopping online, playing online multiplayer, and uh, my cousin and a couple of my friends and buddies. We, we started playing. I mean, that's that's the game like defined the all nighter for me. Nice. Yeah. Like hop on at eight p.m. and we would just next thing you know it's four a.m. Dude, I was just like, oh my gosh! But it was just so <laughs> good. Did the to go? Yeah, being able to play with friends who weren't in the same city, or my brother who had just moved away for a little bit, being able to play with him and, and, and bring us all together was really awesome. And then I think the other one is probably Destiny. Because Ooh. Destiny was just um, that's one of the, the that game like built on basically what I got from SOCOM. You know, it was it was a it was a multiplayer game that brought me together with not only my closest friends but other people, new friends like Frankie Viper Strike. Uh, I met Bender on there. Uh, boys, uh, boys, Piccolo nine thirty. He's a big fan. Just the community oh. of the first Destiny was so strong, and I absolutely loved how much stuff there was to do. I spent a, a ridiculous mm -hmm. amount of time in Destiny, and that's probably one of the big, most influential games of my life as well. Nice. We, you literally just led into my next line of question. It was about the de your Destiny passion, and as far as like uh, what led you guys kind of because you kind of got it was in the same vein as us in the sense that like your foundation actually. You know, mm -hmm. kind of started out with Destiny, so you talked about that community and stuff like that. So that's that's cool, man. You actually led right into it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> now the next question I have for you is reference to the short pause gaming. Yes. And, uh, what led to that whole creation? You guys forming up, and how did that whole process start? Uh, well, it started uh, before short pause. I um, I had met some guys that I was writing reviews on uh, on um, Tumblr. I think it was. I was just just kind of getting into writing reviews, talking about video games there. And I came across some guys that were running a, a podcast called Play Nation Plus. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and they saw my review for a game. They're like, hey, you want to be on our podcast? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try it out and just see what it's all about. And uh, I hopped in. sound better now? Much better. Yes. yes. There you go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being able to um, learn kind of the ins and outs of running a podcast and, uh, and, and all that jazz, I was like, man, I really do like talking about video games because these guys I met up, they were very passionate gamers. And then I saw the way podcasting, you could reach out to other gamers and talk to them about games. Like, man, I really enjoy getting together with other gamers, talking about games, talking about how much they mean to us and stuff like that. And so once Play Nation Plus kind of like it kind of slowed down and, and guys started going their own separate ways, like a buddy I work with, mm -hmm. we started talking about, hey, let's try, let's try doing a website. Let's see what happens. Okay. And so it kind of spawned in 2014. And, and my buddy at work, he was good friends with Boyce, Piccolo 930. Mm -hmm. And we all came together and said, here, man, here's how we're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this, this, this. And originally a podcast, our podcast was like bi-weekly. And we weren't mm. even sure if we were going to stick with it. You know, we were just like, man, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Boyce was like, man, we should probably go weekly. And I was like, I don't know if we have the time for that. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but our show is not short. It's yeah, not you know, you guys like us. We, yeah. we, we tend to be long-winded. Yeah, we, we run long. <laughs> and, and so we went to weekly, and we, and we just started kind of building an audience. And, and, and you know, once we got to the, the website portion down, we went to the podcast. And then it kind of evolved into a video podcast. And, you know, it, it's basically this, man. Our website, we just were like, look, we're not we're not journalists. We're not media. Uh, we're just gamers. 
And that's the one thing we always try to keep in mind when we create content. We don't want to come at it like journalists and, you know, we have inside scoops and try to do stuff. We're just gamers. And we want to talk about games for nice. gamers with gamers. Nice. And that's like always been our mission statement. Just we're gamers talking about games. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been, a, it's been an awesome experience. And watching the podcast evolve and, and trying to improve it as best we can on, you know, on a weekly basis. It's just been a, a, an incredible learning experience. And I've learned a lot of stuff when it comes to like producing videos and producing a podcast. It's just uh, it, it's 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 a labor of love. I mean, it can take up a lot of time. Oh, it takes yeah. up a lot of my time. And you guys know this. It takes up a ton of your time. A ton of time. Ton of time. But when People you have love, no idea what it takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. But when you love doing it, it doesn't matter. You just nailed it. It's, yeah. it's when you you have that passion. And sometimes I'm actually writing a show and I'm just like smiling, laughing. Like, I can't wait till we get to this to see what people are going to respond and just the interactions and stuff like that. So you just nailed it. It's it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of dedication. But it's when you love and you have that passion for it, it doesn't feel as much as work. Podcasts are really fun until you end up spending a whole weekend playing Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> then the front then the frustration starts to mount. <laughs> no doubt. No, the whole game I didn't really frustrate. Like it really frustrated until the last boss. Like I literally was like, I gotta get off here. Like, <laughs> like I, I I'll talk to you guys in a couple hours. I need to calm down because I need to it over and over again. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to give you your intro, bro. (laughs) My co-host with the co-host, my brother from another mother, the difficult game conqueror, (laughs) and the how of the young wolf, Bobby, Lord Attic with the good microphone. How are you doing, sir? I think what happened is it registered my my headset Uh, that I'm wearing and not my snowball, so I disabled Gotcha. My other headset. So it was like, you can't use this. This is not the one you use. <laughs> this is not the premium experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a decent weekend. Uh, I played like probably 12, 13 hours of uh, Bloodborne. And it was, uh, I saw the streams. I saw the streams. It was very yeah. rough. <laughs> I mean, look, no, it's okay. Let me get this straight here. Okay. Mm-hmm. People who are out there saying Bloodborne's hard, mm-hmm. calm yourself down. Like, <laughs> Dark Souls is way harder than Bloodborne. Mm, shots fired. It was only like two bosses that had me like, what is going on? Like I had I fought some dude under a sea with a bunch of spiders. He had me lit for a couple seconds. But after <laughs> I figured out how to fight him, I was like, this dude ain't nothing. Okay, the last boss, I felt like the only people that got me problems was people with guns because they mm. spammed the shit out of guns. Gotcha. I'll be sitting in the middle of a combo. He hits me like three times with a shotgun. I'm like, dude, that's enough. Dude, that's enough. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, how many bullets is in this shotgun? Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. No. And ironically, yeah, right. the last boss had a shotgun. Cool, cool. cool. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you torture yourself like that to let so people can watch you play because they, they, they love it. I don't know they, if you they love heard, streams. but Kid Smooth has to beat the game now. So, Ooh. oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I saw that. I, I don't know how that's gonna work because uh, you know those aren't Kid Smooth's games at all. Like you know, know. and then he was like, "Well, you know, there's a bet going on right now that if he beats it, he gets four hundred dollars." Oh, okay. And he, only, he has 50 hours or he has to do it before E3. Wow. And I was like, kid, come on. You're not even looking about the people, like the money you're going to make off the streams. It's like, what do you mean the money you're going to make off streams? It's like, dude, over a thousand people watched you play Disneyland. You're good. Like, let's be real here. No doubt. Yeah, man. So I just want to get a finish up with a Lord dude. We, we've finishing up with the uh, short pause gaming podcast creation. And we're just talking about how difficult it is to, to get 
stuff going at first, but um, you got the passion going. And then, so again, you guys, you all, I just want to like the, clarify the meeting of all four of you. Cause I believe it was mm-hmm. Fiber Strike Bender, Piccolo and yourself. And so then there's, like, there's Taz know. as well. There's a fifth guy. Taz. Oh, there's a fifth short yeah. pause member, the <laughs> secret member. Okay. Yeah, that's. He's the he's kind of like the wizard behind the curtain. He takes care of the website. He does the the website stuff. You know, making sure it's up to date. But he also covers a lot of anime for us. Nice. So he's on the he more handles the anime front. He's helped out with a couple of video games, you know. But he's more into the anime and he still handles that. But he's mostly kind of like the webmaster takes care of the site. Gotcha. gotcha. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. So consistently, like you guys been doing it. Like I said, I try to cap- pop in as much as I can. I see the uh, the Nightfall stuff. I saw when you guys did uh, Nine Parchments. I was actually interested in that game. You guys did like a little live junk with that. Yeah, plus, I got to shout them out. So they had the Wolver Blade in the spotlight, too. Yes. So I was like, yeah, man. I like these guys. I was like, they, they touch it. Like, I like that you give little titles and big titles oh and shout out to um you guys for the um the kingdom come deliverance interview that you had with the community manager i believe it's rick yeah, yeah. Rick, like, easy, yep. yeah that was fantastic that was a great job i really like that you know you guys sat down with them and you know asked the questions and then like i said just nice quality having the uh, gameplay going on in the back and stuff like that really good what dude the one thing about that interview is it probably should have been 20 minutes longer mm-hmm. uh, we had all sorts i mean Okay, just a quick story here, and then I'll, and I'll stop. But this is like mm-hmm. part of the problem with not problem, but the difficulties of podcasting. Yeah, we were using Time YouTube. Management. We were using YouTube to to talk to Rick and you know to okay. grab all the of the audio and whatnot. We captured off of you mm-hmm. or off of um Skype, right? And so during you know anytime we record our podcast, no issues. Skype mm. never freezes. Software never freezes up. Everything is beautiful. Anytime we get a developer on. Skype just says, you know what? I'm going to take it tonight. I'm going to fall apart. (laughs) I'm going to buckle under the pressure. And with Rick, it was the same thing, dude. If you watch the video, you can see Rick's hat changes because we the the, the, the Skype froze up, Mm -hmm. the software froze up. So we had to restart. And then we started again. He changes his hat. And then it froze up again. Wow. So I I had to stop everything. And then once we got the Skype call and everything back up, we started talking again. Dude, I forgot to hit record. Oh, oh man. My 15 God. to 20 minutes, a good conversation. I'm sitting there talking to him. We're having a good conversation. I look up and I notice that red light's not on. Oh, and that's babe. You can almost see it in the interview. You just see this blank look on my face. And <laughs> Oh, that's after realizing that I just started recording. You just see this look of like, I'm an idiot. I am so mad right now. We've all got horror stories. Trust me. So we had to, similar stories. Yeah, so <laughs> we had to edit it up. But nonetheless, it was a great interview with Rick. Rick is, a, is an awesome guy. He's a very passionate, very high energy guy. And it's nice to be able to get developers on. That's what we like to do that for. Because like I said, we're not developers. We're not we're not media. We're not journalists. We don't know all this stuff. So the best way for us to tell our audience and like you guys as well when you get developers on is to kind of like just give your audience an inside look at game development it's not as you know sometimes when when you read or when you look at comments or when you do a podcast people talk about games it's always so as quick as like the the, the, you hear things like the dev is lazy or you know they can they can afford this they can afford that it's when you bring these developers on that when you learn the information behind the scenes and you know it's not as simple as a lot of gamers think it is that's yes. the, the biggest misconception is that gamers think they understand what goes on with development you don't know anything until you Preach. talk to a developer talk about it Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. It's so much that goes involved. And it's so much things as far, even with patching stuff of that nature. Like, you know, we're talking on me and uh, Ibantis, we do a 
Destiny kind of flashpoint, like deep dive. Mm -hmm. And people have no idea. It's like, hey, why don't they just change this? It's so simple. Right. You have to understand that sometimes just that one change affects so many other systems mm -hmm. that are reliant on said change. So you have to be careful. And then these things have to be tested. And again, we're not trying to sit here and make excuses and woes the developer, you know what I'm saying, all the time. But at the mm -hmm. same time, people have to understand how difficult things are. It is not easy and these guys put themselves on the front lines all the time to get blasted by the community and mm -hmm. us you know the fanboys why don't you <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? that's pretty much it that's cool man cool history like what you're doing out here so we're gonna get into what the uh lords have been playing we're already seen that lord adequate he already jumped into the uh the bloodborne pain that he went through but um no, what actually jumped, jumped out i'm done they jumped out <laughs> so what <are> <laughs> dude what specifically have you been playing this week lord dude? Uh man, just a lot of Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, that's uh, I tell you what, man, that, that, that's a polarizing title right now. It's it it, it's it's very divisive. There's a lot of people that um are are disappointed with it, and mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's so difficult with games like this because I understand why people are upset, mm -hmm. and for and there are times where if I get a game and there are issues with it, I'm upset. But when the quality of the game, the story, when everything is there and you know what it can be. That can make it a little bit easier to swallow the pill of like, you know, a bug here, a bug there. And I mean, I love Rick and I love Warhorse Studios, but there are some issues with this game. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And, and nobody's denying that. I mean, but at the same time, when you hop in there and play this game for myself, I enjoy the story. I love exploring the world. The combat is not easy, but once you do get the hang of it and once you rank Henry up and he gets different abilities, different mm -hmm. perks, it becomes very, very exciting and you want to keep playing it. So I think that's a testament to the game, despite its imperfections. I want to keep playing it, and that's what makes this game special in my mind because it's it's almost there, and that's, that yes, and it's extremely ambitious. This is this is a small, very ambitious that's working on a set budget they got from Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So I mean, when you look at the potential, just imagine what's going to happen to Warhorse when they get the back, when they get make the money, and they can go mm -hmm. on and make a proper big AAA game. I can't wait to see what these guys do next. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Project Red Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Lord, dude. I, I'm completely. I mean, I, it's so ambitious. I love the systems. I mean, this game. I was getting sleepy. My the character, the, his eyes were flashing. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" Then one time, I over ate, and I saw a little fat pig icon. Yep. Like I'm this. <laughs> and I'm like, "What, yo? This game is crazy. It's just so many little things." And I was just running around, and I got dirty, and I was, and, you know, people didn't want to talk to me, and they marchers didn't want to sell to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much intricacy, just even down to the food. Like you get hungry, and I had a whole bunch of food on me. I was trying to do like a long trek out running around in the wilderness. And like I had to really check the food because some of the expiration mm -hmm. on it was really low. Mm -hmm. And I should have had food that had, you know, long expiration that didn't spoil because that would affect you as well. So it's like this deep, ultra realistic Skyrim mm -hmm. with no magic, no dragons. Just real combat, great story. I go. I really like what they're doing now. Is it? Is it them bugs? Yes. Is it some jank? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's some jank. <laughs> the jank is in the building. The jank is in the building. You know what I'm saying? But it's just so. It, I just feel graphic. Like I have it on Xbox One X. Graphic. It, it really does look nice though. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I hear what you're going with that. So definitely, Kingdom Come Deliverance is on the list. I hear you. Uh, Lord Sov, what have you been playing this week? 
Um, let me see. Well, on Xbox, I've been playing some Assassin's Creed Origins. Finally, finally, almost cleared out the map. So now I'm finally like going through the story mode stuff. So I'm finally <laughs> getting more of the story. Um, got to the point, yeah, like you know, where the beginning of the quote-unquote assassins kind of happens and whatnot. Very cool, kind of intriguing kind of story. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to finish that this week. Um, mm -hmm. I was watching Mad Max Fury Road, and I mm -hmm. said, "Yo, I gotta get back to Mad Max, man, because that's that is a very underappreciated game on 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 this generation of consoles. Like, it's an open world. It's kind of it, it. There's kind of not a lot to do in comparison to like a GTA or um or an Assassin's Creed even, but. Mm -hmm. It's kind of supposed to be that way. It's like a, it's a barren wasteland. So they they lean into that very well. Um, the combat is like you know Arkham style combat. The game is, is really fantastic. It's kind of bland overall. Like it's not a ten. It's like a seven point five, but it's a solid solid seven point five. <laughs> so I got back into that for a bunch of hours, just cleaning out more of the map. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on Switch. Bayonetta one and two. Just, oh, you, you know, picked them up. Yeah, yeah nice. I got them both. So, um, yeah, man, those games run beautifully handheld mode. Um, Doc, like I, I mentioned it last week, it can get a little muddy, but still looks pretty good. But I still prefer to play them on handheld mode. Gotcha. Um, and then I, I've been talking about this game for a month, man. But Celeste, man, <laughs> that freaking mm, Celeste. Yo, yes. let, let, let me be clear. I suck at platformers. I just I, like I've always sucked at platformers, whether it's lack of skill or lack of patience. Oh no, no lot uh Lord Kai Batsu got all your platforming juice. Yeah, no, he, he got <laughs> yeah, your brother got and, and, and that's the thing, like living, you know, growing up in a house with like a savant for those games like Kaibatsu is. Like I'm like, oh man, I gotta go to touch. Yeah, Kaibatsu will kinda crush your love for yeah, he's demoralizing. Yeah, about to the demoralizer like he'll finish and you'd be like i don't want to do it uh, yeah i'm done, <laughs> I'm done. So, yeah. but i tell you like there that game every stage has what they call a b-side right mm -hmm. it, and the b-sides are like super super hard so mm. i just got past there's a part that you're in a hotel right oh, and man. so that that's and to me what i've heard that's one of the most difficult parts of that game is the hotel mm -hmm. especially the b-side and mm. I got through it, and I was so happy. I didn't use any cheats, no nothing. I got nice. through it. I was like, I was like, wow, man, I was really happy with myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just something about that game, man. Like the way it brings you right back in after you die. It doesn't really let you get, have a chance to think about it. Yo, my mm -hmm. fingers were in pain, mm -hmm. but I but I loved it. I loved it. It's, it's a twenty dollar game. Get that game. Anybody mm -hmm. who has a switch, I do get that game. Mm -hmm. I see someone in the comment section saying uh, that game you guys are talking about is harder. Uh, lockpicks harder than Bloodborne, Cuphead, and Dark yeah. Souls. Like, look, look, when it comes to what is lockpick? Lockpicking, no, lockpicking yeah. is deliveries. Oh, look, that's oh, a true dude. RPG. Like, I if anyone on those, there I would say Cuphead's the hardest one from those mm -hmm. just because if you don't come in there and adapt, you just mm -hmm. screwed. There's no leveling up, you're just screwed. At least mm -hmm. the Bloodborne. And Dark Souls and, you know, Deliver, it's like, if you start getting owned, it's like, oh, well, I got to go do some other stuff before I come back. On mm -hmm. on Cuphead, if the devil killing you, the devil is just going to keep yeah. killing you. <laughs> so you didn't pick up Celeste on, on the Switch? Attic? Well, Attic? I haven't been touching the Switch lately, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't nah, he sold his Switch. To you be honest with you, I don't even know. No, I didn't sell it, but I have uh, no clue where it's at. Oh, uh, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, Yo, I thought his switch was on the market. I swear I thought he put his switch on the black market. <laughs> I have no clue where it's at. 
if and when you find it, get Celeste because I'm interested to see how. Please, you Celeste on Xbox. Yeah. There we go. Tell the story. There you go. Tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the story in a 4K glory. Tell the story. <laughs> 4K pixel art. <laughs> I, th- I don't I mean, care. It's 4K. Hello. Look, I don't. <laughs> have the time. Yeah, it. I don't have the time I used to with the Switch. I feel, I feel. Like my job, I can't sit on the Switch anymore. So <laughs> I would think I thought that when you would start this new job, that you'd be nah. able to bring the Switch and you know on your nah. break and do something. No, I can, nah. but like my break's 15 minutes. What I'm gonna do? Switch, man, it's over. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like during like the middle of the month where I work, it's like mad slow, but I keep forgetting the pack. Bro, you're yeah. like switch. I'm mad. You don't even know where it's at. You lost a child, oh. so that means that is your least a favorite child. But what you did a... say was, I lost isn't it a... on Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I got a PS4 too. So. Yeah, it is. But you, but you did say. Isn't it on my favorite child? <laughs> hey, be fair with you. I lost the littlest one, okay? So yeah, I he's, uh, he's wandering in the market, <laughs> dirty and alone. Someone just snatched that, that kid out of the crib when I wasn't looking. Hey, clearly, you're negligent and not looking for your child. Exactly. He's like, Eddie. whatever. Well, I lost Timmy. So, uh, look, here you go. Shout out to Celeste. I got, I'm actually scared of that game. I saw Lord Rand. Don't be. Don't, don't be scared, be, dude. That game be. is that game's incredible. Lord Summers, right, dude? I, I played that on the Switch. I've been to the Summit. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a fantastic game. Everything okay. about that game is awesome. Gameplay is tight. The music is exceptional. The story is actually very, very good. Mm-hmm. Celeste is probably my favorite game this year. It's wow, that good. That's it's, what Rand is saying. Very, that's Lord dude. The comp with the confirmation, like everyone's raving about it. I gotta check it out. I just, I'm working on a uh, Wolverblade, but I, we're gonna get into Lord King what he's playing. I, I know <laughs> the again has been going down. What's going on? Oh man, you know what? I, I I listen to you guys and I'm sitting here like, who are you people? Right? I really, I really listen like he's like, yeah, I was playing such and such and I had yeah, a chance to touch world. such and such and I had a chance to touch such and such. I don't have a chance to touch nothing. I'm getting texts, I'm getting tweeted, I'm getting DM, and my phone is ringing. They like, yo, where's this PUBG gameplay at, bro? Where are you at in PUBG streets? Like. Shout out to Punch, shout out to Brap, shout out to Vogel, shout out to Hot Monkeys, shout out to the whole squad. It's it's got to the point, shout out to Def, it it got to the point that we're running two to three teams in one chat playing different games with one man out. If rotate you, in, rotate out. yeah, but see, they they wait, they wait for you to say something like, "Um, I'll be right back. I gotta go to the store," mm-hmm. or uh, "Oh man, I just logged out. Something happened in my system." Oh well, Vogel jumped right in, punched, <laughs> lagged out, and Vogel jumped in. It's like, let's go. We're about to smoke. And um, shout out to Bostonian last night. I was teaching them techniques. See, in PUBG, there's three techniques, right? And the technique is rock. That's when you land, you grab a car, and you shoot to the middle of the board, and you hunker down Mm-hmm. Loot there in the center where the we think the board is gonna shrink yeah, at. Like that strategy. That's the same. Right. Like. <laughs> That's called rock. Then there's paper. Mm-hmm. Paper is where you land, you loot, and you come in slowly as a circle comes in. Mm-hmm. That that is traditionally the most common. 
Okay. Right? Your team is coming in. Who the now, hell came th- up with these names? This this <laughs> one is called Scissor. Scissor <laughs> is... Clearly, I had a feeling what the third one was going to be the way we were going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right here for Scissor. But Scissor is the most aggressive because you work in teams of two. Well, first team drops in the beginning of the board, second team drops at the end of the board, and you work your way in a pincer-like technique coming in so you can get the enemies in a kill box if you all can make it to the middle. Mm. With that technique, you got to have severe patience because if an enemy run past you, don't engage. Mm-hmm. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get them all in that trajectory where they're paying attention to what's going on over here. Mm-hmm. And not understanding that you have another team that's behind them. Gotcha. So you get so, them to kind of beef with themselves. Right. <laughs> but you pick them off. <laughs> so so what 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 we're talking about now is um like I talked with you, Lord Cognero. I've been playing this game so much mm-hmm. that I'm just gonna start streaming it because the conversations that we have are ridiculous. Now I want <laughs> y'all to understand. There's two different types of King David. Okay. <laughs> now, um, the first type of King David. Have we confirmed that you have a split personality? Oh, yes, yes. A severe pie bowlers, a separatist <laughs> brain, whatever you want to call it. This dude is actually two entities in one. It's David Banner and this mm. the Hulk. Right? <laughs> so, David Banner is what you get here. Hi, hello guys. This is what <laughs> yeah, this is what I can give my children to talk to about with their friends in school because they listen to the podcast at lunch. And then there's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's the guy that is saying those words that can't be repeated here, that is getting those chicken dinners with his squad. And that's yelling out, there's Nigerians in the room, if you understand what I'm saying. Oh, wow. So I want you to understand, when you see the stream, please don't report us, because they have nothing to do with it. It's just me. Basically, you got your disclaimer. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, um. I saw I saw PUBG on my cell phone. Did you see it? It's, yeah. it's coming out. Yeah, I did see it. It looks amazing. Shout out to the Razor phone. Uh, I I don't know. I might have to switch allegiances, you know, to this phone because that uh, that Razor phone looks like it's the best gaming cell phone I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It beats the iPhone. It beats Samsung. That Razor phone looks great. I saw mm-hmm. PUBG in a stripped down version on a cell phone. I'm sitting here like I need that in my soul while I'm at work. <laughs> Yes, and that's we're gonna get into that. We gonna get I got some yes. discussion about that. No doubt, no doubt. So uh, oh, for look me, at this. So look, look, look. Yeah. I found it. So you guys can leave me alone. Wow. Right here. Better parenting, man. That's better parenting. I like no, that. No, he was he was he was malnutritioned in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, like, when you go to work, so we can talk about stuff. No, it's always in that bag. But to okay. be, oh no, uh, in the bag, bag. Okay, in the bag. <laughs> in the bag, bag. What, what, what I was referring to is the rod being issue. I think I might have to like look around this house for the charger. Oh, oh, oh my God. I have no clue where that is. Moving along, so um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much for me, it's been a uh, like a uh, Lord dude. It's been a uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. I've been uh, getting into that. Thought I was making a dent. And come to find out, I'm really still early in the game. <laughs> After that eight-hour tutorial that I thought that I was doing something, There's and then an eight-hour tutorial. 
literally, yo, Attic, I've been playing for eight hours. Thought I was doing Let me something. Go ahead and get my list and check that shit off my <laughs> <laughs> language before Anchorman gets in here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I thought I was doing some, some work on it, and then literally I got to a point like, and it's like the credits come up, and yes. I'm like, oh like, my the, God. like an intro to a movie, and I'm like, what? Anything significant I did in the game yet? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance is a soul stealer. There's no doubt about it. On the go, I've been doing the. Uh, I actually got back in the Wolverblade. I was stuck at a couple of points because I've been playing solo, obviously, and um, I actually uh, beat a boss that uh, was giving me a lot of trouble, so I'm trying to get that done. And uh, shout out to Lord Sinister. Um, he, he harassed me for weeks and weeks and, and telling me now about this Fortnite update. He knows I'm a PUBG guy, mm -hmm. but we did play Fortnite 60 frames per second on the X. Wow. It looks fantastic, y'all. I can't even front. I'm not a Fortnite guy. I am more a PUBG guy, but I, I cannot front on that update to what they're doing to that engine. It looks spectacular. So we did mm -hmm. that, and uh, we also did Sea of Thieves stress test. Shout out to Lord Valakon. We had uh, actually Attic was in there, and uh, shout out to Big Bad John. We had a little little captain. People were threatening each other. Who's the captain now? And <laughs> You know, there was no threatening. There was Sinister thought he was the captain, but he wasn't. Well, you decided to take the boat on a voyage without your crew. <laughs> and that's what a captain does. <laughs> and that's when the problem started. Then, some, then someone damaged the boat. We didn't know where the water was leaking in, so we sunk it. But uh, once we got our you know, our little issues out the way, we did find the treasures on the map and stuff that we were working on. So we had a little fun with that. So it was pretty much fun. But anyway, we're going to get into the show. We had a uh, poll last week. The results are in the people have spoken to the question with the successful release of remakes and remasters like Shadow of Colossus and Last of Us 2. Should these type of titles warrant a re-review? The winner at 39% and our closest and most competitive three-way ILP poll was the no. Only discuss the enhancements of the remakes and remasters group. Coming in at a razor close, second, uh, second place at 35% was the yes review the remakes and remasters a second time based on their merit and coming in at third place at 26 percent was the i don't care they're all cash grabs anyway group <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so what did Lord think about lord do what do you think about this whole re-reviewing -re of remasters um you know i i I, I love the idea of remasters, okay? I love the idea. It, it allows people who might have missed it to play it in an updated form. Um, obviously, it's a different game than what originally came out. It's remastered, so it's a much different game. So I do think those deserve reviews, but I don't think it deserves to replace the previous review. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I expect any of those got anything else on it? Also, yeah, also, I, I, it I, I, reviewed yeah. on a concept of like what's new, not reviewing the game as a whole again. As a whole, right. Mm -hmm. yeah, you guys have Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, like okay, the stupid Torok thing that's coming out. Um, like it's it's up yeah, Torok too. I, 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 I picked it up on Steam. I picked it up on Steam when it came out to see what it was, right? And it's essentially like it's it's just a prettied up N sixty four version of the game, oh, um, God. with like with dual analog controls. Like, if you, I mean, you have nostalgia for that, sure. But mm -hmm. it's not. I mean, the game itself is the same. It should mm -hmm. be a four dollar game, and oh I'm so God. sick and tired <laughs> of the stuff that's going on. I mean, because you know what it is. You, like you have real good people, labors to love. People really do, 
do labels of love. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, that that wasn't worked on hard or whatever. I, I yeah. don't care, really, be honest with you. And maybe, you know, like Sovereign said, is you know, uh, the nostalgia part. They're reaching for that crowd. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Get back to that crowd, too. Drop the price down to $4 would, would be the equivalent of, <laughs> you know, what is worth. And put the game out. Or 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 join Game Pass and throw it in there for free because I'm gonna tell you something. I saw the game. I saw people raging, talking about, "Oh my God, Torak is coming!" And I was, I was like, "Oh, I gotta see this. I gotta see." It. I saw the trailer. I said, "Okay, this is the comparison video. They're gonna show you the old graphics, and then they're gonna show you the new graphics." And I'm like, I, I sat there and watched. I said, "Oh, so it's just a comparison for the old graphics, but." they didn't tell you about the new graphic <laughs> and I, I, I tweeted out where's the new graphic <laughs> and I said okay for us um <laughs> so, no, I'm, mind that developers like Rockstar have gave us uh, a game for the exact same price they did it two years ago and put first person mode in it look it's worth it <laughs> I know right it's uh, you're savage oh my god so we got a new poll cooking up at the end of the show we got a lot of times we're gonna try to power through we got some stuff going on right now i'm gonna set it off hot off the presses <laughs> speculation and rumors going on and it just brought to my attention actually uh shout out to mbg because he put a video up first he's one of the first on this and i want to get him on the show i know he doesn't do podcasts often but um yeah man he was the first to kind of um actually comment on one of these things as well as actually um correct correct me from i gotta say it's uh not jazz jazz gordon from window central and um we saw this as well and then there was some cryptic tweets going on and i'm gonna share this on the screen let me know if you guys can see if the lords can see this mm -hmm. see? Mm -hmm. okay so uh we saw this on the sega official site <laughs> and uh of japan and we just seen this little microsoft logo going on over here and you know i had my google joke japanese translator i was talking to lord dude and i was like what is going on here so as you scroll down and then you just see sega japan gorgeous seattle office this is the real microsoft office more mm -hmm. pictures going on you're seeing sonics next to the xbox ones and cozy microsoft office like a what is going on here now we do know that obviously you know uh microsoft had the uh, ability to purchase them in the past that never felt you know, it did fell through with sega but um we and we also heard rumors just recently right that um you know that they've been that microsoft's trying to make some big acquisitions or some big partnerships but i also want to give credit where credit is due and i want to shout out lord cal because lord cal from tech podcast our guy you know, saying last Sunday Planet Xbox, he was the first. He put this up last year, and uh, he basically he got like a press release, you know, from Sega about the stepping down of the COO in Europe, and the partnerships that they were they were going to work on. And look who was on the list. <laughs> now, this was May of 2017, you know. And I just want to bring this to the Lords again. This is all speculation, right? We don't have any clues as to what's going on, but when we see images like this, <laughs> you know, it leads me to believe, you know, okay, what's going on here? So um, what are the Lord's thing? Let's start with Lord Do. Do we think something is possibly eminent between Microsoft and Sega? What do you think? Man, I, I, 
I mean, I want to believe that this is just, you know, Sega's out on a trip to Seattle to see what's going on, but <laughs> there's just too much in, in these pictures. There's a lot of stuff. Like if you scroll down to the one, you got Sonic's uh, standing next to, uh, next to an Xbox yeah! one. I mean, that's just like, really? And, like, then, <laughs> and then if you scroll down to the next two photos, mm-hmm. um, the one on the right, yes, on that one, if you can, and if you zoom in on that, yeah, the reflection on the 360, you can see Sonic is sitting on something there. Like it's like they wanted to just make sure they could get Sonic in the background. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he's right there, right there. Sonic. Somebody's playing a game, mm-hmm. and uh, there's Sonic. So uh, th- I want to say uh, it'd be cool if that's something cryptic, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But and this mm-hmm. is just very strange to see these pictures just pop up, and there's not a whole lot of details to like the captions to these ones. And what's on the screen? What are they playing there? I don't know. I mean, it look, I think I think a little Sonic Mania and stuff like is that. that Sonic Mania, okay. You know, kind of thing. I think was mentioned. It is just very cryptic mm-hmm. messaging going on. Lord, soft. We Sega kids, man. Yeah. What, what do you think is going on here? I mean, going back to your point about how they had the opportunity to purchase them years ago and it didn't happen. I mean, they, they, I mean, there was talks about Xbox being compatible with Dreamcast Two and whatever that was going to be. Like, there was, there's been a love affair between Sega and Microsoft to a certain extent for years. So, I, it's kind. Honestly, I don't know what to what to expect from this because the thing is, when we talked about you know potential purchases for them a while back, mm-hmm. Sega never came up. And Sega mm-hmm. is, I mean, again, part of Xbox's DNA comes from the fallout of Sega and the Dreamcast. Like that's nice. that's, that's where the that's where that came from. Nice. So Peter it, Peter Moore, the the whole connection with him is with them as well too. Remember exactly, exactly. So the former head of Sega going over to Xbox. So to me, it you know who knows if if there's something in the works for them to purchase Sega. At the same time, like mm-hmm. you know, Sonic, they they they're one IP that's really really hitting it out of the park that well in one aspect was <laughs> sonic mania or last year which sonic mania did well all across the board mm-hmm. besides that like you know generations or whatever the one that came out afterwards didn't do so well it went back to that crappy formula 3d mm-hmm. formula that people have not been happy with um and then also like all the bayonetta love on nintendo now i don't really know what to think about that so mm-hmm. um I, it could be it could be some idea but it is Sega published. It's a Sega property, so I don't know. You know, I, I don't really know what to think about it. Uh, it could be some. It could be some IP. It could be one IP in particular. Who knows? But I mean, knowing Microsoft, I mean, and, and they're talking big. The thing is, if it comes to something like that, let's yeah. say they started negotiations, I guarantee the Bayonetta, the Bayonetta three and stuff was way before this negotiation. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. So I mean again, it could be that they 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 looking to buy the whole thing. It's gonna be interesting. Mm. I mean, it, all the pictures are very cryptic. You have no idea what it actually means, and it could be very small or it could be huge. So mm-hmm. hopefully we find out something concrete soon. Lord Attic, Lord King, I need y'all in on this. Which which I'll let Lord Attic go in because you know, um he put in a hell of a lot of work. I, I actually watch his streams on a low. I'm, I'm gonna let you know that. I'm, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you know that. I watch his I watch his streams on a low. I was watching that blood going on the low. And I was sitting there like, go ahead, dude. That's my dude. And I'm pointing it out to people around. That's my dude right there playing that right there. You saw what he did? That's my dude right there. I actually know that dude. That's my dude right there. And they're like, yo, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, you don't know him. And I saw him a picture of you. He's like, yo, you look like you get busy. And, you know? oh All right, you my went dude. a little bit too far. With that, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I got pictures of you, baby. You know I got pictures of you. Oh, you front. I got pictures. 
I got, I got photographs. The world may never see. Oh my god! <laughs> Your opinion on this whole Sega, Microsoft, cryptic rumors, pictures? Where you at with this? I mean, if they were to get Sega, what's the number one thing you think they would pick up with Sega? Mm. Well, you know the number one thing I want. <laughs> Because I mean, if you guys are referring to, uh, you know, if people are excited about Sonic, when's the last good Sonic we had? Exactly, it's not Sonic. Like, Sonic why is do not people that. care about, about Fantasy Sega? Star. Oh, Fantasy Star. Well, 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 I'm gonna have to shut Young Boy down right now. Hands <laughs> <laughs> are dry. I'm gonna have to jump in right now. We're gonna yeah. have to discipline him. When's the last great, time Fantasy the, Star was relevant? Bro, right. You make it relevant. I'm gonna jump on this program <laughs> and besmirch the great name of Sega. <laughs> I'm not gonna allow it. Not on my watch. <laughs> uh, that's right. You can defend that. All jokes aside. You uh, all I'm saying is all the IP that they do own that could be in-house now the possibility if there was this big partnership going on that's a lot of ips that can get reimagined also mm-hmm. we do know obviously the shimu thing i don't know how that plays Panzer. in no deep silver Panzer. goes in you know panzer drag there's a ton of ips that sega had that just been kind of we'll say dormant they just no one's been doing anything with right mm-hmm. so it just to me again this is all speculation this is if these rumors if there's any truth to them it would embolden and just give Microsoft a great in-house first party kind of lineup if that is the case you know what I mean so and stay tuned for the uh, poll at the end of the show because we, we're gonna touch on this again but um I, I mean I'm excited I mean we did hear rumors of this stuff before you know I definitely want to shout out Cal because you know he put this out there you know that Microsoft was on the partnership list so there is some truth to what may be happening behind the scenes and if that is the case that is tremendous. I, I think that's a great because that's, that's the pro you can yawn all you like. <laughs> but like I said, at the end of the day, everyone complains that Microsoft does not have the first party that Sony has, right? And they don't have these, you know, in-house things. They always have to kind of buy like a PUBG and stuff like that. And if you get these games, these four franchises that are beloved, you know what I mean? Could you imagine a fantasy store online? Like I, I'll get Dreamcast guy on the show. Like people are going crazy at just the thought of this stuff on Twitter, but I'm going to bring mm-hmm. it back over to uh, Lord King. What did you uh, feel when you saw all this stuff? You know, I told you all before exactly what the whole mm-hmm. dynamic between Sega and Microsoft was. Mm-hmm. I told you Microsoft is the baby we never wanted. Mm-hmm. Sega was the child that was stillborn that we wanted, and it mm-hmm. died. So um, <laughs> Microsoft just inherited the Microsoft it was a strong the baby. Theory. Uh, no, no, Microsoft is a strong baby. The baby that you was like, oh, wow, that little runt. Look at that thing. I don't even know if it's going to make it. And it pushed and it pushed and it pushed and it pushed. The only way for Microsoft to really endear itself to that crowd, that crowd that keeps wishing for Sega, is to eat it. Mm-hmm. Acquire Sega. Get mm-hmm. every last title that Sega has. And those people are going to look over at Microsoft and say, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Crazy Taxi in 4K. Mm. Panzer Dragoon, mm. Fantasy Star. Mm. I mean, guys of Arcadia. What? You know, it did this it's a lot of, of titles that it's Microsoft it's can just whip open. It, it, it's not that he doesn't know. He's telling you that they're irrelevant in Sega's hands. Mm-hmm. They're irrelevant. So in Microsoft's hands, where it's cash flush situation, and they need this. Okay. This is going to go into your topic, all right? Mm 
And the topic that you have coming up later, as far as Microsoft and the streaming stuff and the Game Pass, that's putting people on edge. That's putting people like these dudes, they know, people know they're talking. Them, they're trying to make huge acquisitions mm. to push this Game Pass thing so far into your face that if you have an Xbox Live subscription, you damn sure got a Game Pass subscription. Mm. They're trying to have that one-on-one parity with it so that if you got 30 million uh, Xbox One Live subscriptions and you got 30 million Game Pass subscriptions, Microsoft is trying to fatten the wallet. It's, it's going to happen. We need the games. Everybody keeps talking about where's the games. They're gonna get the games. And if you buy Sega, all those Sega fans, mm. they're coming. They're coming. It, it would be it would be very interesting. Uh, again, like I said, we're, it's all speculation. There's nothing final. But you know, like me and Lord Dude said, it's just kind of interesting the nature of cryptic tweets. And we've mm-hmm. seen companies do kind of stuff like this in the past when they want to kind of preview an announcement. That's letting you know. That's they, when you really yeah. can't hold it back. It's right. letting you know, man. And, and, and it, it's cool that I actually like the fact that it's actually Sega of Japan, you know, because that was also, you know, another criticism of Microsoft. They can't get, you know, the Japanese. Yeah, someone someone mm-hmm. did not say the next crazy taxi have called Crazy Uber. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Shout out crazy to lift. Harry, altars, please outrush and talk that talk, monkey <laughs> fudge. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, like it's it just you know, like I said, that's always been like the Achilles heel that they can't do anything in Japan. They can't. Here's make, the question, though. You know, crack over there. And I think that's cool. What's the question about that? Sega games come mm-hmm. into this next generation of gaming <sighs> and still be successful like they were. 10, 15 years ago. That's a poll question. That's a poll question. That's a poll question. We, we might have to add that for this uh, a, a two-part poll question because I got a, I got a good one, too. So it's going it's to be interesting. So that's what we got right now on the speculation. Hey, they bought them all. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got Kratos in the chat. He said, what happened to Microsoft by EA, Valve, and PUBG? I don't know what happened, but I'll Bro, take Sega. <laughs> I'll take Sega in a heartbeat. <laughs> Look, Kratos is the man. I love him. He's Kratos, so remember He's I love it. Kratos. <laughs> The fear is real. <laughs> I'm gonna get y'all two in the room. Y'all two the troll masters. Oh my god. Y'all y'all literally the opposite of each other. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It's it. It's down here, Kratos. Oh, no. Down we're gonna, here. We're gonna be Definitely. We so, all float we, down here. <laughs> you're hilarious. So we're gonna move on. I'm gonna pass it to my brother from another mother lord addict. We are both huge State of Decay fans. What is going on? Well, apparently the uh, game's been uh, priced for $25 in UK. Mm. Uh, so I think the release date's about to get announced. In UK, uh, they, they, they messed up and uh, put the price before the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a good chance it's going to be 25 all, yeah. all worldwide. So uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that... Uh, now, since we went from sixty to twenty-five, we expect a twenty-five dollar game and not a sixty. Woo! Good question, Lord Dude. I need you in on this, man. What do you think, man? You know, this is this is really strange. Like you guys mentioned before, there's no no talk about this from Microsoft, and maybe maybe some of these uh these retailers in the UK have jumped the gun here. But you know, in the US currently, all the retailers show fifty nine ninety nine, and this is supposed to be a big sequel to uh, State right. of Decay, the first one. So I mean, this is a full on game. And for having to have it listed at twenty five pounds okay. in the UK right now is. I apologize. I got to interrupt you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is. I forgot the currency exchange. I, I apologize. Excuse me. In the chat, you have, to, you have to bend the knee. It is. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam is going to let you know. Sam, Sam is our editor. Like, Sam will correct us early. Like, nope, Lord Kanye doesn't correct. This is what it is. <laughs> we got the editor on the uh, scene. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much. But now, it, so basically, it's like around 40. Forty dollars, basically like thirty nine ninety nine. Like almost, almost like thirty nine ninety nine. So back to you, Lord. Do like does what? Do you have concerns about that? Like where where are you at with that? Well, you know, I played the first uh, Straight State of Decay. I told you I picked it up when it came out to Xbox One because of him. Like, hey, zombies, I'll play this. I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just something I didn't get into because of, you know the lack of co op. You know that's something I really wanted to play in that game, but. Uh, and, and at the same time, I didn't think it aged very well. I didn't think it looked very good on the X compa- or on the Xbox One compared to some of the other games I had already played. True. And the man, the management system wasn't quite uh, didn't resonate well with me. So I ended up taking it back. But uh, to see if there's a price drop, this puts it in line at forty dollars US. That's sort of similar to what we saw with Recore. Right. Um, Record was I thought Record was a decent game up until about midway when it kind of lost its way. But it's been you know they, they've done what yeah. they had to do to re- to repair it and to and to get it to you know make a little bit more sense after the halfway point. But uh, to see this if this launches at forty dollars, I mean I, I don't see there's anything wrong with it. I'm not gonna I'm not going to assume the worst. I mean this is a big title they've been promoting this. Absolutely. Uh, but you know I I, I never we never want to see a game fail, but and we should never ever look at a price as an indication of a game in trouble. Mm. But um, you know, at the end of the day, people could say what they want. Mm-hmm. Look, if it's forty, your expectations have to be forty dollar price tag, not it. So you can't compare a forty dollar game to a sixty. Mm-hmm. You can't compare a twenty dollar game to a sixty. Like you do have to have some kind of adjustments there. All right, can, can mm-hmm. I jump in for dev, devil's advocate purpose? Um, here's the thing, I, Lord, do you're right. I mean, you can't look at something, and Lord, Attic, you're right as well. Like, you can't look at something face value and just say, "Oh, because it's this, mm-hmm. it's ultimately, you know, gonna you reflect badly on the quality of the game." The you know, optics, the, though. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Saul. So I'm gonna let you jump because you know where I'm going with this. The optics of it don't look good. They've been yes. touting this game. State of Decay One was was something of a small miracle on the 360. It had a a, a huge following, but still kind of under the radar. Mm-hmm. Since they announced State of Decay Two, the talk around it has been this is a full fledged AAA title. We are taking the concept of State of Decay Two mm-hmm. and blowing it out, mm-hmm. giving you all co op multiplayer. I think four. Player multiplayer, so it's it's a it's a, a much bigger undertaking than the first one. So by a forty dollar price point coming out before the game is even the, the release date of the game has even been announced, we haven't really we haven't seen any live gameplay of it. Like for the most Nothing. part, I think some people I think some people saw some stuff time. behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes at E three. So mm-hmm. we we don't we still really don't know what the game is in mm-hmm. someone's hands, how right. it feels. So it, yeah, it's a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. That that again, and, and there's a lot of other things to think about w- mm-hmm. when it comes to this. With the whole, when you look at it, it, it being Europe so far, we're not seeing anything from mm-hmm. from the from the U.S. end of it. Mm-hmm. Like Europe, um, as you know, as we saw with the with the whole backlash on, on Game Pass with some of the some of the uh, the stores over there mm-hmm. feeling that well, you know, we don't 
Xbox doesn't do well over here as it is. Why right. should we support this when you're taking money out of our hands? So right. it, it can also be seen as a backlash from from UK uh, retailers saying, you know what, oh, we're dropping the price of this. So damn it, Sovereign, you stealing my point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop right there and let you get. And let you no, no, no. Keep it, I mean, because basically, you know, me and you this year has been like, yeah. like I said, it's been Attic and King, and then it's just me and you on the same wavelengths. We've been the yeah, Lords have been so, on two opposite wavelengths this year. But yeah, so like it, I. Yeah, okay, okay, finish and I'm, I'll jump in. I, I just think if we don't see anything respond in kind on the U.S. side of it, right. then it's something to be worried about on the on the retailer side. Like mm -hmm. it's it's them feeling like they're attacking the bully, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so we'll see what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of the same mindset. You know, I'm not gonna go crazy. Is just like you said, from an optics perspective, mm -hmm. I was it was presented as if. Like, let's be honest, State of Decay 1 was like this indie labor of love kind of game, right? It was like a hardcore, you know, no one expected much of it. You know, we jumped on it and we're like, wow, tremendous depth. You know, it's way bigger than just a simple game, you know, and it's a, you know, there's a lot of complexities to it. So then when they announced part two, they announced the four-player co-op, they announced the scope bigger, better, yada, yada, yada. You know, it, to in my opinion, was kind of like marketed as this triple a big budget kind of a deal like we were going all in you know we're putting you know the microsoft's back and behind it so when i see the 40 dollars or you know equivalent in uk price drop my eyebrows raise slightly only from the, st the standpoint of value proposition right because my thing is if if you feel that this is packed in with a ton of content like, why do you say to yourself, okay, we're going to bring the price down, right? If, if you're confident in what's in the content, mm -hmm. then you, in my opinion, it's like, okay, then you should stick behind the 60. Now, the only other thing I was thinking about just, you know, just to say, okay, well, what else could it be? What possibly else could it be? The only thing maybe. else I was thinking about was like, well, like what Lossov kind of hinted to, which is, you know, maybe because this is the UK only so far, right? You know, maybe this is their way of retaliating against game pass and we know that you know state of decay 2 is a game pass game right we know that um you know there was initial backlash i guess it was just one austrian retailer but you know let's be honest you know there's a lot of retailers that are concerned with microsoft's digital push into this new era you know what i'm saying so Maybe this is their way of saying, okay, for, for the first party titles, you got to let us drop this bad boy down since you've given this thing away in game. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, again, just all this is speculation. I'm, I'm literally just speculating that kind of thing. But um, I just thought it was interesting. I'm, I was just a little concerned. I mean, I, I, I love State of Decay. Attic knows, like, we are State of Decay guys. You know what I'm saying? And again, I just want to see more on it. I just I hope that there's no lesser content i hope that's you know that everything is on schedule and, and ready to see but uh, that's what i got on it but uh lord lord king what do you what do you make of all of this now this news is coming out i thought that was supposed to be good news right <laughs> like i've never heard yo halo 5 is coming out it used to be 59.99 now it's 25.99 <laughs> Oh man, what's going on with Halo? Like, you don't raise your eyebrow a <laughs> no, I don't raise, no, I don't raise my eyebrow because listen, I'm getting it for free over here in Game Pass, right? Okay. So maybe Microsoft said, yo, for those dudes that don't got Game Pass, 
We're going to drop that down to this price right here so you can get the equivalent. But, yo, mm-hmm. if you really want to get it for that low, low, mm-hmm. jump over here for Game Pass and point. check it out. There is a good you know, point that for now on, all their games are going to be $39.99. That would be insane. They, they, want, they want to balance out that Game Pass with the price. The same thing. Let's be clear. That's what I said. I said the only thing I could come up with is this is the retailer you know, retaliation. Not even the real. I think. I think. Let's say it's Microsoft. Let's say yeah, Microsoft said forty-two. Yes. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. You know. So let's say Microsoft themselves said, yeah. you know what? Um, for us to compete, we have to show value. Mm-hmm. We have to show uh commitment, and this is part of that whole value commitment thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, our prime games, our mm-hmm. top choice games. You don't have to. Put, that's rem- remember what mm-hmm. I said. Uh, they 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 announced the date for um God of War. Yeah, it was like April twentieth. I said, mm-hmm. so what? We know it was coming out. Who cares? You didn't say anything special like a price drop. You didn't say forty nine ninety nine God of War. Would mm-hmm. would you feel devalued if they said God of War was twenty nine five ninety nine? No, you'd be like, well, let me go pre order that now to lock in that price. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because they think State of Decay is in a sixty dollar game, maybe yeah. this is their con. This is their mm-hmm. answer to competing with third party titles. Yeah. Yep. The thing is with Microsoft that the perception with Microsoft being in second place, right, is that they have to do things to appeal more to the consumer. Like if Sony drops the price on on God of War, it's because they feel like it, not because right. they have to. They have to <laughs> exactly. Right? So, mm-hmm. so the perception is different. Like the perception is different. You wouldn't think God of War is in is in trouble, but mm-hmm. coming from Microsoft, the position they're in, you right. know, feeling is like, okay, what else can you give me to make me right. come over to you? And in combination with the fact that, and again, shout out to MBG. He's got a great video out right now. I was going back and forth with him this morning. Is the perception also, let's be honest, we have not heard a peep Mm -hmm. out of State of Decay. So there's some nervousness. I mean, from a Microsoft standpoint, right, let's be honest, right? We went through the scale-bound drama, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? We saw the (laughs) hot-down fiasco. Like but we it, saw it, the it, scale bound it, though, and we all said the same things when we saw it. No, it didn't look good. You. I'm talking about me because we had the inside <laughs> look. We was yeah. there. We had our noses in the air, like, oh no. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, they need we, to work we on saw that. the crack down. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, at, at certain events behind closed doors, and we were like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> So we had the inside of the stage. I knew something was wrong the moment it wasn't at E3. Right. Me and Addict were like, why they keep showing us this trailer? Where's the game? How come there's no kiosk? What's going on? Right. So again, you from a Microsoft standpoint, we have to be concerned a little bit that they were so tight-lipped about it. So we just want to make sure that everything's okay. You want to make sure the baby's is being born. There's no there's not just, complications just, in the birth. Just go out and lock in that price. If that price sound good to you, it could be a flub. <laughs> go pre-order your flub price <laughs> now. Before they say, oh, my bad, I didn't mean that. 59. Are you happy now that's 59? Did you feel good? Like, it literally makes absolutely no sense. In this day and age, are you trying to pinch a dollar and you're complaining? That, I, I, I think that 29 means it's bad. Then pay 59 for it. Go in there and double up and give a game away to somebody. See, the problem with that is that if the game comes out Mm -hmm. and it's middling or mediocre, Mm -hmm. 
all of the narrative around it is going to focus on that price and why they dropped that price. Exactly. It, yeah, you yeah, sovereign. You know why I really don't give two umps about this part right here? I used to play Vectrex. I used to play Vectrex. All right, so my level of tolerance for games is totally different than this new crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sam Tolbert. He's saying the U- U.S. retailers is still saying sixty, which is true. Uh, also, so pay, pay for it in the U.S. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> a lot of people are also making good points. I want to shout out Abacab. I want to shout out Fastback. They're making good points. Like, did we feel the same way when Hellblade was forty dollars? Was there any smoke up in the air for that? Hellblade didn't have a prequel though. That is true. Mm-hmm. And that Hellblade- is- you got to consider State of Decay was only twenty. And, Yo, and, we played us in the chat going hard. He said, "Cause the PlayStation games are eighty dollars worthy. I'm done." He go hard. Yes, all. Yeah, but Hellblade was always talked about as a game that was being made on a small budget, and it was from a small like the, it, the way they talked about that game wasn't that it was supposed to be a triple A extravaganza type game. So, to be honest with you, one of they ever made you think that this is going to be a triple A game. That's what I'm trying to say. They talked about it. When they talked about what they were doing, even the head of Undead Labs has said it. Like Mm -hmm. he said, this is a vastly improved, this is not what you think it is. So if you had a hot turd the first time, right? And they said, we're going to remove the stink off the turd. It's vastly improved. So So, (laughs) hold on. on, Get it. Get it. When they made Escapist and they said, "Well, we're gonna have character development. We're gonna have twice as many uh, uh, escapable prisons." Does that mean it's a triple A title? You can't just because they have better uh, thought press as to what they want to do with the game. It does. It automatically makes it a triple A title. But it's fair. But it's fair if the guy in charge is saying it. Like if the guy, if I'm making it up on my own accord, like I think this is bigger and better. What are you, you expecting know, no. to say? We're doing the exact same but- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but like 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 Lord Saul's favorite word, the optics. I like when he says that. <laughs> the optics are like. Yo, they're marketing it like it's a triple A. Like it's on, like when you see the marketing, it's on the same level as the crackdowns, and the, it's not in the corner like it's like a. They're marketing Sea uh, Thieves, and it's a forty dollar title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and 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 another thing too is that again, like we just we we ready ready. We just want to learn more about it, and like I said, Undead has just been a little tight lip. So just just interesting. I'm gonna let the the dude close out the top before we move on. Should we? Are we over worrying? Are we panicking too much, Lord Dude? <laughs> Uh, two things I want to mention to you guys. I want to get your thoughts on the second one specifically. But the first one is, uh, you know, Fastback mentioned it, Hellblade. I think this gen, it's a lot different when you see these quote unquote budget titles. Last gen, when you got a budget title, some of those games you were like, man, this this thing's still overpriced. But now this gen, I mean, even before Hellblade, I would argue that Sniper Elite Three, when that came out, and I think it was late 2014, early 2015, that game was a budget title. But man, I thought that game was awesome. It had a big campaign, it had co-op, it had multiplayer, and I thought it was a well done game. So I think they we've kind of gotten past the whole cheap price means cheap game. Um, you know, especially with Hellblade, that game was fantastic. But now the other thing I want to go back to just really quick, you guys sure. mentioned about maybe who's responsible for the price drop in the UK. Is it retailers or is it Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Would you guys say that game pass is something that Microsoft is really, really pushing? Like they really want their user base to get on board. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That would tell me why would Microsoft lower the price of retail games if they're trying to get people to go to game pass? 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's more retailer. If that is the case, if this is something that's really happening, I'm going to go more retailer because it would be contradicting mm-hmm. Microsoft mm-hmm. if they were to say, hey, look, we want to push Game Pass, but mm-hmm. hey, let's knock down the retail versions. Mm. Well, now let me ask you this, Lord Lord. Do what if he's what if the retailers are uh, on the UK side, European side are giving pushback? What are they? Because remember, we did see mm-hmm. that. There was one Austrian retailer. Right. He removed all Xbox games from right. shelves. He was like, "You guys are not catering to us." Now, granted, he was like a mom and pops. He wasn't like game over there. You I know, just forgot his name already. You know, he put exactly. his name out on his little store. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was the crazy sounds of Austria. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was he was the tiki torch dude on the corner <laughs> that was trying to get light for his store because he had to pay that rent. All right, your five seconds rent. of fame is up. We're not even gonna waste conversation on you guy over we there. Spit a, we can't spit a verse at him right now. Nope, nope, nope. His five seconds is up. You did sell. I, I bet you he's still selling Microsoft stuff now. Oh, I yeah. bet you that. Oh, yeah. I bet you walk inside the store, you could it. get State of Decay on read or on pre-order. You gonna see? You gonna see? You gonna walk in and be like, "Yo, where can I get that?" You go into a room that's green. I know, right? He got a whole special room. Well, I was just, I was just playing around. You funny. Next question the boy do it is: What if, what if this is the, what if this is the push, the pushback? What do you, what do you think? Lord, I, I, really I think bad it is pushback. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was pushback because, like I said, we, we, we've seen the hype that this Game Pass announcement has generated. I mean, there's right. a lot of excitement. I'm getting Game Pass. I mean, right. I, I heard about it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is a no-brainer. you know. But And so you look at these retailers, and they're going to be like, hey, man, this is going to cut into our, our, our sales. And mm-hmm. so I would not be surprised whatsoever if this is just the start of it. I mean, mm-hmm. when we get closer to Game Pass and when Sea of Thieves comes out and, and that thing starts selling crazy, Game Pass goes up, retail sales go down. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see retailers start making more moves over here in the U.S. It might not mm-hmm. be on the sites right now, but then again, you guys, this could, like you guys mentioned, somebody hit the wrong button over in the U.K. <laughs> yeah, and, and by 4 o'clock, it's going to go back to normal. That's but they better lock it in now. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the UK jump on it. Uh, you got to guarantee that price that I saw on the PC. Yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll probably know by the end of the week. So uh, whether we're wrong or we just, we'll probably know by the end of this week what what it is or what it isn't. So, um, I mean, to to the to his second point, to to um, dude's second point about uh, whether it's pushback or not. I remember, I think it's Matt Piscatella who said something about how it's shown that Game Pass up until this point has generated more has generated more sales for individual games on their own whether they be at you know, launch or whether they be you know a year after launch because people having access to the game whether they stick to the uh to the service or not once they have access to it for a little while if they like the game and the price point is right um for buying the game you know digitally or whatever in the store they'll just go out they, they, like numbers have shown that they'll go out and purchase the game regardless right. so so it could be like again it could it could be pushed back from these retailers to, to to say you know what now nah, we're gonna we're gonna beat you to the punch mm-hmm. and and drop the price in your game and then you deal with the fallout of that or here, here's here's the thing Lord Lord, 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 Lord Sam again he's saying if it's re, if this is retailer pushback he said that they're dumb he said they're getting a smaller right. cut they sell the game for and a that's the thing amount. and that's the thing because we don't know how about they're getting the games for cut because it, Microsoft's not gonna take less. Because they want to sell it for less, they're going right. to take more their initial budget, and they're going to have to take less than they normally would get. To so go what they're earning, what, well, what they're earning on the game is going to be less. Yeah, whatever they right. pay Microsoft for the game is whatever it is, right? Yeah, and they got to pay the MSRP difference to, to Microsoft. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. 
No, I don't see any of them doing that. Mm. Nope. This is interesting. We got we got to monitor this one. This is this is something we got to keep tabs on. This is the Australian dude because he's not selling. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta stop going in on that. He he under the table with his joint. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're gonna move on to a lot of time. Lost of NPD time, baby. Uh NPD, you know it's a monthly thing, but I this. This time I'm double dipping, right? I'm gonna give you a little bit of MPD numbers. Nothing too crazy with MPD numbers. No, no, no just, kind just of that, uh, that certain system that just keeps yeah, on keeping on. That yeah. keeps keeps on we keeping gonna, on. We ain't gonna say nothing. They got nothing and then, <laughs> 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 that somebody lost their switch, but you yeah, know. you know, somebody <laughs> abandoned their switch. They got a feeling. We gotta keep the boot yeah. on their neck. Hey, at least oh. I don't have to buy certain games on the switch. Just have shit to play on it. <laughs> oh, hello, tell about it. Tell him about it. My heart rejoice. <laughs> Tell him about it. I'm waiting for those exclusives. <laughs> Continue. Lord All right. So. so after the MPD numbers, I'm going to get into Phil Spencer's dice speech. Um, so yeah, let's start with the MPD. So on the hardware front, um, Nintendo Switch sold the most consoles. Boom. With Sony coming mm. in second. And, and ultimately, yeah, die. Like it makes him sick. The Lord of Sleep returns. The Lord of Sleep returns. I'm sleeping with him. Man. We, got that, we, we got a tent up right now and two sleeping bags. Let me give some context. That you know, the, the Lord's we definitely Lord Sarva and I were definitely on the bandwagon to switch early. So we just, you know, we're gloating a little bit. <laughs> That's all this is. That's all. This is. That is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Sony coming in second and I making love the, these MPD segments. Go ahead. <laughs> Continue. Sony came in second and making the overall most revenue. So they made the most money, but sold the second most amount of consoles. And Xbox One came in in third. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, just the most interesting little tidbit with these figures is that, and shout out to Matt Piscatella for this uh, this tidbit of information. Absolutely. The difference in revenue between Switch and, and, and Xbox, so first place and third place, mm-hmm. is only about 3%. Mm-hmm. So they're all, all doing selling. Well. Yeah, so they're all selling great. Yeah. yeah all selling great. But the so Switch has 20 more people on the subway. Oh, I know, right? You just got, you got, you got three more people on the Switch. <laughs> Haters. Mind you, these Haters. Are, mind you, these are the Illuminati lords. They're, they're, yeah, they're listen, yo, they're playing, they're playing Mario Kart with a cell phone. Any conspiracy theories this month? Yo, let me get my battery pack, my cell phone, my charger. Uh, what well, I need to play this Mario Kart? We gonna play Doom at ten frames per second, man. Look at that. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my cardboard box together. <laughs> so wait a minute, man. Any conspiracy hey, theories my this month? Box. I, I, I need yours. to hear it. I need to hear it. Any conspiracy theories this month, King? No, no there's absolutely no conspiracy. The only conspiracy is why do you no, keep going buying these switches? <laughs> That's the only conspiracy is why you stop piling switches. <laughs> Continue on the double. All right. Oh, so now so my conspiracy time. theory is uh is that robbery that would happen a couple months ago? That was actually Lord oh, Sovereign, man. and he's buying all these every. I know he's buying all the switches and he's selling them for the low low. 
He's single-handedly pushing the numbers. <laughs> Shout out to Little Frog. He said it's three percent between all all the um the systems. Yeah. The better so thing we need to look at is uh is uh what are them software sales? Yeah, yeah. This is for me. Why is it for me? Oh yeah, because you the world. Oh okay, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Drop that game the same time another triple A title drops. It's and those eat. numbers don't count. It's still gonna eat. Man, you dropped it in a dead month. Here they go. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You're We're playing Calm against each other. Calm Cam, whatever the hell their name is. Uh, Capcom. Capcom, you're blaming Capcom because they were smart? Is that no, what? I'm not. Yo, you know, you know, listen, Lord Addict, listen, you, you already know my position on it. My position is okay, yeah, it's a good game in a dead month. Hey, <laughs> now drop that same game against a game. Where the testicles at? Put the testicles on the table, baby. You know who has testicles? Those dudes that he said, that, Will Xbox have win an MPD ever again? <laughs> I don't, you know what, Kratos? You know, Kratos, I don't know, but would y'all have multiplayer games that y'all could play without getting kicked offline? Oh. <laughs> okay. Can, can you Yo, Kratos, 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 Kratos. Kratos, Kratos, Kratos. How that chicken dinner's going over there? You don't oh, me. You're We are fanboying out. Moving oh, on. Oh, man, look at wow. that stomach. You're hungry. Hold on. I can store you some chicken nuggets. You got to <laughs> put it on your cell phone and play from China. Oh, <laughs> time out. Yo, Kratos, Kratos, Kratos. I'm playing PUBG later. Are you? Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm over here. I'm waiting for you, Kratos. Come on, baby. Lord Duke comes on the pod. Kratos' name like this. Lord, the definitive edition's coming to PS4. Kratos said we beta tested. Yo, that's 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 you and Jesse Jackson. Keep hope alive, brother. Keep hope alive. On to the podcast thinking that this is a podcast for everyone, and then Addict and King show their true colors. Listen, Sam heard me in the beginning when I said my blood is green. If you look at the DNA in the Xbox, it's green. So I'm gonna keep it funky. I buy everything. I have Neo well, Geo green, right here. To a doctor. That's right. I, 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 I'm vomit green. I got a whole bunch of it in me. But I'm gonna go play PUBG after. say Kratos, you a Cowboys fan? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kratos for being a good sport. No, that's no Kratos. Kratos is my man. He added me on, yeah, yeah, on yeah, PlayStation. Malik, Malik, we're gonna get Kratos on the show. I love his content. He, <laughs> Kratos, hilarious. Kratos, add me on PlayStation. Is Xbox 360 level 01? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't plan on talking to me. Let's finish that. Let's finish up with these numbers because the Phil Spencer stuff is stuff I really want to talk about. So, um, yeah, Monster Hunter World was number one on both PlayStation and Xbox, and it is heartening for me to see that um, the Xbox crowd gravitating to the game because you know yeah. fanboy talk is like it's not going to do numbers on Xbox, and it did. So Absolutely. I'm happy about that. It's good to see that. Um, mm-hmm. on the Switch, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8, and Zelda Breath of the, Breath of the Wild were one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. So doing well. Um, year That's over crazy. years, like ex- ex- accessories are doing gangbusters. Like accessories, Ooh. 
like when you talk the about like the thieves controllers, like the colored Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. shout, shout, shout out to the uh, <laughs> thieves controller. Uh, Kids moves about to owe me one here in a couple minutes. Already <laughs> know. So shout out to that cardboard. <laughs> And the headset, yeah, yeah. Shout out Turtle Beach, right? Turtle Beach was up there. Turtle Beach is up there. Um, you know, we have we have our Where's Plantronics, with- man. That's the better headset. Get those rigs, get those, get yeah, that Dolby Atmos love for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So they should they should be seeing a, a surge in, in those sales at, at some point as well. So, I mean, overall, like year over year, there was increases in hardware, software, accessory sales, revenue. Like, so mm-hmm. overall, the business of gaming is in a great place, a fantastic Absolutely. place. I love that. Right. Absolutely. So that, so now- they were saying hip hop was dead not before, too long ago. No <laughs> doubt. Before you jump in, just before you jump in, I just want to comment on the MBD. Um, what mm-hmm. I was impressive too, I don't want to understate, is uh, PUBG going yep. from number seven last month to mm-hmm. number four. four. Yep. And, and as the num- like that's tremendous. And that see. doesn't include PC sales. That's all Xbox One. Yep. Great. You just you- damn it, Lord. Tell him. Oh, I'm sorry. I got excited. I got excited. <laughs> dude, yo, dude, dude, tell him, dude. Good, dude, I tell. love that. I, I I actually laugh and smile when, when it happens. I'm like, yeah, you guys are on it. That's good. Like, yeah, man, that's fantastic. I got I got it. Hey Kratos, how's it feel to uh being number two when it comes to PUBG? Oh, you're not even on the board. <laughs> I want to point out one more thing too, if I can. Sure. This, uh-huh. this is near and dear to all of our hearts. Where the hell is Destiny Two on this list? Ooh. Yeah, man. Not oh, even no. in the top, dude. Dragon Ball Xenoverse One Facts. outsold Destiny Two. Yeah, Facts. that was weird. Yeah. That was weird, but it came back all of a sudden with all the Dragon Ball love, like yeah. Dragon Ball. Fighters well, they right. won mixtape away. Let's keep it real. They won mixtape away one from there. Exactly. Right. And if you look at the if you look at the individual systems, not even in the top ten on the PlayStation Four or Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. And then and then and to put things into perspective, when when Destiny One came out, you know mm-hmm. that had an identity crisis of his own. Right. But in January of 2015, that was ranked number nine. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the only thing Grave is saving grace is that it had such a tremendous start mm-hmm. that it's like number three of the best-selling games over the past 12 months for the year because of how tremendous it started. But like you said, it's been com- completely fading off the list, and it just goes to show what the state of the game is. But great, mm-hmm. great point, Lord Duke. Lord uh, Sof, let's get into uh, Phil. I know you're about to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. So, um, so yeah, like, like I said, like the overall business of gaming is doing great. So uh, that brings me to my second, the second part of my topic. Mm-hmm which sort of addresses an aspect of gaming which isn't necessarily in as good of a place um and that's the culture of gaming uh and when when i talk about the culture of gaming i'm talking about you know toxicity in the fan community and sort of ingrained like biases and toxic corporate culture in the development end of the gaming community right so in his opening keynote address at, at this year's dice summit phil spencer addresses these problems like within the industry he talks about how they affected Microsoft as a whole, and he talks about how it affected the Xbox division in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so in his talk, he talks about the difficulties he had in sort of turning the Xbox brand around mm-hmm. and how that required a sort of you know fundamental reevaluation of what their corporate structure is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the evaluation, you know, had to be made for a few reasons, right? Like on one end, he had to sort of reinvigorate 
the Xbox team and have them believe in what the new vision for Xbox was. You know, they kind of flubbed the, the launch of the Xbox One and they needed people to believe in, in management's vision once again. Mm-hmm. And then um, second to that, or, or in addition to that, is they had to work towards eradicating what's seen as, uh, you know, the systematic harassment and biases, both like, you know, cultural and sexual, mm-hmm. um, which are present in the corporate culture of the development community. And that's that, that's a topic that, again, things that have been happening recently in the world have sort of brought all this stuff up to light. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he spoke about the difficulty in sort of acknowledging his own faults, right, and prejudices. In, in, in order to be able to get everyone to believe in and s- subscribe to the change that they were trying to, to work towards, right? Mm-hmm. And the change, which includes, you know, it's about inclusivity. Mm-hmm. It's about safety and it's about diversity in the work environment, mm-hmm. right? And he made it clear that it's imperative that the development community self-police themselves, like, and take the initiative to improve their culture because, like, only then can they, A, do their best work and the true potential of what gaming can become can be realized. Like you have to look at yourself in the mirror and, and see what you're doing wrong in order to improve. Um, he also talked about leading by example and how that would sort of translate the corporate culture to sort of ultimately improve the fan culture around gaming and, and, and its online communities. Obviously there's a lot of toxicity in the online communities. And uh, thankfully we don't subscribe to that stuff. I think we're, we're we sort of show the opposite end of that spectrum, mm-hmm. but it's it's good that they understand that the example that they set on their end filters down to how we how how we do things on our end as fans of these of these uh, communities, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, like you would hope that this talk inspires the entire gaming community to sort of be better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and but the thing about it is, even if you're tone deaf to all of this stuff and you don't care about it and it, and it doesn't matter to you he indicates that the bottom line is that creating an environment where everybody feels safe. And now- <laughs> we got Lord Bradford. Who got now? Well, we got Lord Grant. Yo, 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 yo. Well, yo, we yo. Lord- <laughs> this is, the, this is hey. the Tony takeover. Kratos. Yo, his avatar is a black Kratos. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, that, that's me. That's my favorite. Listen, you know what? Wear that flag, put it on proudly. I literally, but you're gonna have to answer for those fake numbers that y'all pushing out there. Oh my god, oh, man, fake numbers, fake uh-huh. numbers. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, we're gonna get to that in a minute. We're gonna get to that in a minute, but Lord, I'll finish up on the first one. So, basically, like he indicated that you know, it's, it behooves everyone to create a work environment where everyone feels safe, appreciated, and respected. And it, it, it makes as much common sense as it does business sense, his exact words. So, so at the end of the day, you know, Cog and I, we always give Phil flack for kind of his perceived lack of aggressiveness, right? Like the Only fact that- Only son, baby. Yeah, especially in the face of like sometimes when he gets like overtly or Microsoft or Xbox gets overtly attacked by its competitors. He doesn't respond in kind, right? But to be honest, I, I think that he is the perfect ambassador for this message in particular, right? Uh, he's a you know, he's a Microsoft lifer who's seen and he's experienced everything on both sides of gaming culture. Like right. he's not your t- he's not your typical suit, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. he 
he's a gamer who happens to be in a position of power in gaming. And I think it, it, it lends the message even more credence, right? Right. So, and the thing about the message is that it, it serves kind of at a call to arms too. Um, and I say call to arms because then shout out to Lord Brat for this because he he tweeted about this and then he um I think he had a rant about it. But uh, you know, once again, gaming and popular culture are under attack right. by pockets pockets of the political establishment. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and although the merits of you know the digital violence begetting actual violence argument, those merits are questionable, right? But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that there are other aspects of gaming culture that at this point are are tangibly more attackable. Right. And, and, you know, and trust me when I say, like, none of us want the government regulating any aspect of the entertainment that we consume, especially from a content perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, with the elimination of net neutrality, like they're already affecting how we're going to be accessing this content. Right. So, you know, we don't want them in any way, shape involved in and anything having to do with gaming. So at the end of the day, his speech should serve as like an important wake up call Mm -hmm. to everybody in the gaming community that we A, need to be vigilant. We need to be Mm open-minded. And at the end of the day, we need to clean up our own house and worry about us for the good of gaming today and ultimately what we want gaming to be in the future. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a very important speech from the ideal person to give it. Absolutely. Now, what, now that we got uh, Lord Kratos in and as well as uh, Lord Dude, I just want to ask one, uh, did you guys get a chance to listen to the Phil Spencer speech? And if you did, any uh, thoughts and comments on it? So let's start with uh, Lord Kratos since you just jumped in real quick. Yeah, um, I, I said uh, my my Phil Spencer's likability to me shot through the roof when he did that. Uh, he spoke yes. on some real things uh, mm-hmm. and it's, sometimes it's, it's okay to put gaming aside and focus on the bigger picture. Because he's he's a bigger picture guy, right? He has a new role. He he can't be stuck on on the small things. And uh, he spoke on mm-hmm. diversity in gaming, huge uh, the toxic toxicity mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. It's 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 much larger, right, than just some guys on YouTube and Twitter bickering mm-hmm. over some NPD numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got people that have real influence, guys mm-hmm. that have millions and millions of of followers and stuff like that. I take the the whole Pootie Pie incident, and you take mm-hmm. the the other guy. Uh, I can't. Oh yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Logan. I mean, mm-hmm. those are bigger issues, right? Because they have larger follow, larger followers. So their word means a lot more to a lot of followers. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shout out to Phil Spencer for that. I'm glad that he was able to tackle that and speak on it, and and kind of show what Microsoft planned to do on tackling some of these issues uh, on diversity, you know, women and, and, and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all great for gaming, right? I think mm-hmm. 2017 was the year of, I call it the year of the female because we mm-hmm. had, you know, all of the, we had Hellblade ha- has yeah. a female uh, character. Horizons Ever Gone. Horizons Ever mm-hmm. Gone, Uncharted DLC. It was, you know, Gravity Rush. It was just so many games that ended up being great and it showed that it doesn't always have to be one particular guy or character that displays. So I, I you know, shout out to Phil Spencer for that. I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his, his likability in, in in my particular arena mm-hmm. went way through the roof. Absolutely, Lord Dude, did you get a chance to uh, catch the uh, the Phil Spencer speech at Dice? 
I did, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. And, and Lord Sovereign and Kratos made some great points. They've addressed quite a few of the issues that I that I I, I liked about it. Uh, the one part that really stood out to me though was his talk about the inclusivity, yes. uh, especially amongst his team and other developers. You know, I like how he mentioned that allowed developers from all walks of life. I mean, these teams are made up of people with all sorts of backgrounds, uh, regardless of their orientation, their gender, uh, their the color of their skin. I mean. All yeah, all these different people back uh, walks of life that 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 create these studios, and I like how he pointed out. Look, we need to hear from everybody. We want mm-hmm. equal input on how games are made and the stories they tell. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, get their input as well. Because when you look at a game like Hellblade, it puts you into the shoes of not just a woman, which is awesome, but also a person dealing with mental issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, yes. That gives you a full understanding, a better understanding of their perspective of what life is like through their eyes. And I think by by going to these other developers or the other members of the team and giving them equal voice in how they create these games, this will translate well to gamers because it'll give us, it will hopefully build empathy and compassion for other people that we can't quite relate to one to one, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was one of those moments. I mean, you know, Lord King knows. I mean, I've been very hard on Phil from I'm just talking about from the, you know, his position standpoint as far as not the person, the man. I always I met him a couple of times. Great guy. Right. So my whole thing was like, you know, it's a bottom line business, whatever, whatever. He's got to get aggressive. I'm, I'm, I'm from that like uh, Peter Moore era with my Xbox 360. You know, Microsoft was very aggressive, that kind of thing. So I've been extra hard on him. But I've always told King this because I know that's King's guy. That's his Xbox mm-hmm. son. <laughs> That's his guy. But I know, and, and my thing was just like, okay, you know, now that he's in position, and and let's be honest, in, in, in defense to him, he he got served a, a very bad plate with the Xbox One mm-hmm. start. And what I thought was impressive, he actually mentioned that, how the morale was low, mm-hmm. you know, those meetings, and he had to get the trust back and stuff like that. So from the game's perspective, perspective, I really appreciated his transparency. But then when he got into social issues, what's going on in the community, what's going on with gamers, it resonated with me so much. Like, I'm like, damn, I got so much respect for him as a man because he's tackling the issues that are actually that people aren't talking about. Exactly. I mean, he he was talking about what's going on with Black Panther. He, he, mm-hmm. he brought it into social consciousness and he made a, a, a line. He was just like, now the pixel is greater than the pen. And mm-hmm. that, that's another thing that kind of resonated with me because gaming does hold that, you know, authority and stuff like that. And I just like everything in the messaging, everything as far as inclusion and diversity, women in gaming, you know, my, no, it, it was very powerful. And I, I didn't expect that. I, it took me a while to watch. I know um, Lord Kaibatsu and Rosal were telling me like, hey, you got to watch that Phil Spencer speech. You got to yeah, watch, you it know. Was, it was powerful. Yeah, he, he um, was on fire with that. And um, yeah, kudos to Phil. You know, I'm 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 curious to see where his journey and it goes, and you know, from the Xbox perspective, he keeps this up. <laughs> Your man, Lord King, he 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 might be up there, he might some fast feet if he keeps it up. <laughs> I'm a Peter Moore guy, I gotta be honest. But Phil, man, kudos to you. Salute. Speech was excellent, Lord King. I know you want to jump in. Um, uh, I got to piggyback off of what Kratos was saying. Um, mm-hmm. the 2017 was the year of the female, and not in the sense that uh. When I say the year of the female, the powerful female, mm-hmm. okay? Because you have to look at it in, in Zero Horizon Dawn. I probably say the name wrong all the time, but I have the game. All right. She's fully clothed from head to toe, mm-hmm. okay? So get that part, right? So there's no uh, um, 
putting it in a sexual overtone that you want to see this avatar. Isn't that's not there? It's just game merit. You understand? So now that we're looking at it from game merit, and you have little girls uh, wanting to be these girls, these powerful females uh, in video games, that's fantastic. Now, as far as what he was talking about is as the culture. Um, that's addressing all the stuff that we're hearing about inside these game development studios of harassment and uh, things of that nature and biasness uh, towards uh, skin color and religion um, that's going on behind these closed doors. And what he's telling everybody is to take a big view of yourself and internalize that and treat others how you want to be treated to bring that out in the environment. Right. And I think if you start with a, a me first mentality that I'm going to do this first, I'm going to hold the door for this person. I'm going to hold the elevator for this person coming in. I'm going to say good morning. Mm-hmm. Trust me when you don't know what anyone's dealing with day to day. So when you extend a hand to somebody, you might be extending uh, uh extra one up to that person. You understand? Mm-hmm. He needed that to get going. So. I've always liked his message. His message has never been us versus them. Yeah. He's been including never been, been that from uh yeah. you know, we joke with the fanboy stuff, Lord Kratos. Right. We yeah. all joke. But it's like even from that, he was one of the first executives to kind of mention the other platforms while exactly. in his discussions. And I remember, you know, a lot of people in the Xbox community was kind of they didn't like it. They like that. They like you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> It's supposed to always be red pill versus blue pill, right? Mm-hmm. It's all this is what we're taught, right? Mm-hmm. It's always supposed to be Democrat versus Republican. It's always supposed to be blue versus red. It's always mm-hmm. supposed to be us versus them. Like Lil Cradles versus you know, King. <laughs> but, and, you know, and you know what? It, that's that's that's, that's, okay, that's, that's, that's at the same time because the chat is saying that they don't believe that y'all are different entities. <laughs> they think we're the same person. Seems more irrelevant. They have spoken. Uh, they are two that's my brother, man. That's my brother. That's my. He, you got you got to understand. We are gamers. Period. Okay, so. I don't care where you game at. You're doing the same exact thing that I'm doing. You are gaming. It is. It doesn't make any sense for the fanboyism. I, I have a PlayStation, so if I really hated it, I wouldn't give them a nickel. All right? And I'm pretty sure that I purchased more PlayStations than a lot of people that you know. Um, yeah, I got mine. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> got my Shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, unless you have a VR, you're not a bigger fanboy than me. Um, <laughs> but... Again, Phil's speech was important to the point that this, we have to change internally to outwardly affect everything, Mm -hmm. all right? And when we start uh, making video games that shows that we internalize these things like Detroit, Mm-hmm. Detroit has a couple of topics that I really want to see in our medium because I believe our medium is going to reach more people than mm-hmm. the actual cinemas now. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, Lord King. I know a lot. I know I got. I know Detroit got a lot of uh, uh, you know lashback. What's going right. on? But I, I, I want those subject matters tackled. I and I those. do not want government to be involved in censoring us. And I'm I'm tired of every time someone does something, they blame video games as the catalyst to push you to that point. Mm-hmm. 
it, yeah, it, we're we're the easy scapegoat because they're gonna point to Call of Duty, but Call of mm -hmm. Duty doesn't make up ninety percent of our community. Mm -hmm. You understand? There are other games in our community uh, that is thought-provoking, that is empathetic to other people, that is loving, heartwarming stories that bring you to tears that has absolutely nothing to do with bloodshed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So don't use those platforms to demonize our medium because our medium is not based on one genre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's just yeah, just my point and what I got from his speech. And I knew it was gonna be powerful because like I said, I put all my chips in one basket and it's <laughs> named Phil. Los have anything else on your topic before we move on? No, man, I think the, the conversation around this stuff is great. And like I said, I, I think he's the perfect ambassador to deliver this message. I think he's respected throughout the gaming industry, both by fans and by by professionals in the industry. So I think it goes a long way for him to deliver that message and, and to give his personal story as to what Microsoft is going through right now, what Xbox is going through right now. It matters. It matters on every front. And I think we need to really pay attention to that. And like I said, like, we're, we're being attacked once again, you know, I, I thought, you know, hot coffee and, and uh, what, <laughs> I remember that. what the heck is the name or what the Jack Thompson, I thought all that was behind us and, and it's not, and yeah. it's not, mm -mm. So it, it's on us as, mm -hmm. as a community of fans and developers mm -hmm. to put, you know, police our own house and make Absolutely. sure that it's tight. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, no, good, good, good points. And uh, shout out to Lord Chris. I know me, him, and we was on Lord Brad. We had some uh, discussions as well on this subject matter briefly. And um, yeah, just one of those things. Like you know, I'm, I'm not gonna allow you know anyone to, to talk about games. Gaming saved me and a lot of my friends' life. You know, what I mean? we from the South Bronx, so Saturday, you know, people know what that Saturday used to be like. And you, you come over to Lord Cognito's place, and you know, it was, it was escape to get away from the drama that was around us. The world you know I mean? didn't matter. What mattered was going on in between those walls, Tekken. Exactly. You, know, you, heard me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fun. So it's good to see. It's absolutely good to see. So we're going to move on. I'm going to jump on into my topic here. So um, some rumors going on right now. Looks like what yo the Nintendo Switch. It looks like there's a there's an industry insider. This guy he's he's been dropping some nuggets in the past. His name is Marcus Sellers. He's on Twitter. He's a good follow. And um, basically, he has predicted some things in the past. He had predicted uh, I believe Call of Duty coming in the Switch and a couple other uh little leaks. Soul Calibur Six. He was one of the first to be ahead of that. So he just dropped some bombshells in pertaining to the Switch. And the first one was Diablo Three. You know, he was saying that there's definitely a switch port coming. He's saying it should be out early uh, 2019. He said they want to implement local play and with multiple switches. And then what I thought was the bombshell was Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that he says like Fortnite equals Nintendo ships switch switch. And he's like, uh, Battle Royal will be uh, around <laughs> August. September. He said, Did he predict the cardboard though? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop. You gotta stop. <laughs> So, August, September, and he said it's you know it's it's a perfect marriage. There's no doubt about it. So I wanted to bring this to the round table in reference to Fortnite. Obviously, we know right now with Fortnite specifically, there's a huge update right now. It's looking fantastic, moving at 60 frames per second, pretty much on all the platforms. And um, what do you think how that would go for the Switch if this is true, as well as the Diablo three port? So, uh, Lord Dude, and then Lord Kratos, what do you think about this? <laughs> 
Well, um, Lord Kratos is gone, but that's oh, okay. Is out? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But, um, Shout out to Lord Kratos for coming through, though. <laughs> you know, it's it, this is uh, one of the issues I have with the Switch. Like, I love the Switch. Okay, don't get me wrong. I played through Celeste. I love certain games on the Switch. Mario versus Rabbids is a fantastic game yes. on the Switch. Awesome game on the Switch. When I hear about games like Diablo 3, awesome game. Uh, you think about hear about Fortnite, awesome game. Mm-hmm. But these are games that are obviously a little bit older already. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Fortnite so much, but they're these are games that run infinitely better on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. And the one game I'm going to look at real quick is Payday 2. Mm-hmm. This is a game that's coming out to the Switch this week, and man, this thing is just getting annihilated right now mm-hmm. for being not not only for being behind in updates to the PC and the other console versions, but because of the lack of voice chat. How can you have has, have any of you played Payday 2 solo? How can you not play Wait, you chat? can't hook up your cell phone to the battery pack? Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have it. It doesn't, it doesn't have it. that. There's no voice chat. Okay, so mm-hmm. if you try to play Payday 2 solo, that game is just garbage. Your AI <laughs> compo- uh, 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 partners mm-hmm. are absolutely useless. So I don't want to play that. And then if I want to play cooperatively, a game that requires communication, I mean, spot-on communication, and you can't even do that, Payday 2 mm-hmm. is dead on arrival. <laughs> dead on arrival on the Switch. And, and on top of that, it's the older version. Yes. Of, it's not even the most up-to-date version of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's inexcusable and overkill already had a bad reputation for not supporting console versions mm-hmm. frequently there's been uproars if you look at like the forums people don't trust overkill and they, they were screaming like we want to wait and see with the switch version and sure enough it's mm-hmm. just like lord dude said older version no voice chat but continue lord dude but see like and then you know i look at that and then i look at uh the recently announced uh dark souls remastered Okay, yeah, they call it out. They're like, hey, it's coming to the Switch. You're like, oh, cool. And then you find out it's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. You're like, oh, 4K 60 frames? Uh, I don't need that on the Switch. I don't need that on the Switch. That's not going to happen. No, I'm not saying Diablo 3 and Fortnite, if those are all coming, and those are going to be the same situations. But Nintendo has to figure out the system to make those games appealing. It's going to be very difficult to play Diablo 3 and not be able to communicate unless you're all sitting together. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, at my age, I don't have time to drive down to Ohio <laughs> To see Frankie pick up a uh, pick up pickle on my way down, and then have them fly in from Oklahoma just to do some local stuff, so we can talk to each other. If there's no chat, don't want to play it. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. If there's no chat, I don't want to play it. And mm-hmm. it's obviously, I, there's no way that runs at 60 frames on the on the Switch. Yeah, we know. No way. So you already have you already have the optimal version on uh, on the other consoles. It's just very difficult to bring these games out a year later. Mm-hmm. And, and and have any real appeal, especially if they're going to charge the price they're going to charge for. We don't know what those prices are, but I'm pretty sure the Switch will have some some high prices there for these games. So it's just it's very mm-hmm. difficult to get excited about these games on the Switch, even though it's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. So many of the needed features to enjoy these games are absent. Right. No. This is this is valid valid points. Lord Saul, I'm gonna start with you. What do you what do you think about all this? This Diablo three, and then actually, there's one more I forgot that actually Marcus Sellers mentioned. Near Automata, hmm. he's hearing really? to switch. Yes, <laughs> he tweeted that as well. <laughs> so, with all of this information, Lord Saw, what do you feel? Fortnite, Diablo 3, possible Near Automata. This guy has he has some history, he's not been all wrong, he's not barking up wrong I trees. Mean, with, with, with Near and and Diablo 3, those are games that and Near's a single player game. Um, Diablo 3 can be played single player. Um, what worries me about that Diablo 3 on that form factor, if you're playing it in handheld mode, is that that isometric 
kind of type of game in, in, in a handheld mode is a little weird to it can potentially be too small for the screen and so stuff like that um but, but like piggybacking on what lord dude said yeah i think mm -hmm. the thing about it is the only thing that is exciting about these games and i said it before like when it came to doom on mm -hmm. on the switch and wolfenstein whenever it comes out this year on the switch the portability mm -hmm. is the only thing that that mm -hmm. that sort of makes that game makes it an exciting proposition because at this point we have no idea what their online is we have no idea what they're planning like mm -hmm. you know, kimishima came out and said that like you're really gonna be excited by, by what we do with this online stuff and i'm like wait a minute you only want twenty dollars for me a year and i'm supposed to be really excited about what you're bringing i don't i don't <laughs> i don't get it like i don't i don't yeah. get it, like, it yeah but there y'all go again equating value with that dollar sign it's twenty dollars mm -hmm. though, bro. I guess twenty bucks. Like, okay, I, I I I have high hopes if, for that twenty. If only no, I, I have I have oh, super wow. high hopes for it. I don't my expect I have high hopes. I don't necessarily have high expectations. <laughs> 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 two different things. Right? That is two different things. That is two different. Yes, things. sir. But um, you know, to me, like Fortnite makes sense if they if they can get it you know it, the art style is, is such that it, it shouldn't be super taxing it's right. obviously going to run at 30 frames per second right, and again right. if you can release that game with some sort of concrete mm -hmm. uh indication of how you're going to handle online true online not local multiplayer not ad hoc multiplayer not <laughs> right. you, you know not not um using your phone app to communicate like how you <laughs> if, if this is the game that that it, it utilized to really push what your online is going to be and it works right. great I, I think it's i think it's absolutely possible um, yeah but you know they, they got to show it they got to yeah. show it i'm, I'm with you i'll jump in right quick um yeah i think it's one i think fortnite in particular just from the art style of the game and i could kind of see like a cell shaded kind of you know colorful it kind of fits a nintendo style mm -hmm. game in my opinion um but like you guys said you know all this is moot and irrelevant if the online infrastructure is not in place you know and like lord dude said he's, he's not traveling down you know <laughs> making them drive down <laughs> to get these powwows of land parties going <laughs> that's not happening people are not doing that so the reality is i think and what i'm hoping is I, I, I shout out to a uh, spawn wave uh, media, good follow, good podcast. What I'm hoping is they finally have waved the white flag on that damn app <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and they realize the engagement numbers are not there. You know, I don't even think people who play Splatoon are using that app. <laughs> you know, it's only for one game. So I think ultimately they, it comes down to they have to have that thing in place, you know, because at the end of the day, you can't charge $20 for what you currently have existing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it has to be something. It has to be either messaging. It has to be voice, voice chat across the board. One would hope. Now, if that, that's the case, if that, these things launch alongside, if a Diablo 3 launch alongside, if a Fortnite launch alongside this new infrastructure. Now, we, we did hear, what was the date we heard for the infrastructure? Was it uh, September? September 20th, something like that. Right. September 20th. Now, the rumor that Sellers is saying for Fortnite is September, August last September. And if it's again, if it lines up, that would be a perfect launch title for mm -hmm. their said service if they have the proper protocols and infrastructure in place. That's the question with Grandpa and Nintendo. We never know <laughs> you know what they're gonna do. So yeah, I mean that that's the hope. You know, I just like I said, Diablo, I think is another good good fit for the system. 
you know, near again, all this stuff sounds great. I just want Nintendo to, to get things. <laughs> Shout out to Death Sync. So tell Nintendo to pull us a Sony and copy Xbox. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, or yeah, just they, call Xbox and sign yeah, up. Call right? him up. Phil is inclusive right now. He's very. <laughs> That's right. He's in a good we mood. We are the world. <laughs> <laughs> Call up, Phil. Get those network protocols going, you know, and, and let's go, man. Let's do it. Let's Lord go. King, I already know you're going to have an interesting take before you move on. So let's go. Lord, actually, it's nothing is interesting at all. They don't have the game. Get the game. Who cares? If you can't, if that's your only way to play that game, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's an inferior version. If it's your only way to play that game and you want to play that game, then play that game. Mm-hmm. You pick the system, you made a choice, deal with it. I don't care if it's a 4K resolution version. Maybe you don't even have a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter uh, where's the superior version. It's about where you game and how you play. So if you're having fun where you're playing and how you're gaming, do it. The numbers indicate that they're selling to somebody. The numbers, you know, he said he Zelda, said Mario, and Mario Kart is still the top sellers. Yeah. Zelda came out a year and some change ago. Come on now. Yeah. Like, you really got to think about it this way. If that game is still selling in that, in that fashion, mm-hmm. they have a dedicated audience that is happy and is thriving. Absolutely. So why would we discourage that? And if I'm a developer, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how the hell can I trim the fat off of my game to get it there yes. to those people. So mm-hmm. don't point. be upset with the fact that they're getting games. Be upset that you that you, that you don't have a, a bigger install base, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but no, that's a good point. That's good hating. Point. No, no, yeah, let me get the game. Proving that these Switch ports are selling well. So, you know, yeah. why not accommodate it? Why not get this infrastructure in place and then really take off? And actually, like I said last week, you appeal to the hardcore. That that these that's the only thing that's preventing the hardcore from jumping in on the Switch. Because right now it's more of a casual thing and a resurgence for Nintendo, but at the same time. You know, if you throw that in, some voice messaging, some achievements, and a voice chat, that's it. That's all. That's right. All that for 20 bucks. Let's go. I hope so. I, I really do hope so. I think, it, I think they'll do it. They always find a way. They got you playing with cardboard. I'm not underestimating <laughs> nobody. I just want to say, I just want to say, I dig what Lord King is saying. If that's the only system you're playing on, yes, buy some of those games. Except yeah. Payday 2. Don't buy Payday 2. I'm with him. Friends don't him. let friends play Payday 2 alone. That's just terrible. <laughs> no party chat and an old version. Yep. So let's finish this thing. I know Lord King, you got your, your topic. We're going to try to power through. I know we're going a little long today, but it was just great discussions. Chat has been fantastic. And we had to get Kratos in here. To <laughs> get in there. That was kind of funny. So Lord King, what you got going on with uh, the Xbox One X? Some parody stuff? What's going on? All right. Well, um... Shout out to everybody that has brought an X, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got an X, you got your shiny new X. You're like, ooh, baby, I want to drive this car, right? <laughs> Anytime you get a new anything, I don't care what it is. If it's a laptop and it's new, you're putting your all games on it to see how better it runs. You're like, yeah. You understand? Look at that graphics card go, baby. You sit there with your hands in your pocket. How many times have you ran benchmarks? Just, just, it's just measuring sticks. We do it as gamers. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about time that Microsoft and I think the Game Pass is a great platform for us to start to exercise that power. What mm-hmm. I'm not liking across the boards is you see games are being released on PlayStation Pro, mm-hmm. and there's some weird 
parody like the games is they're running close to the same. The only thing that's different is the shrubbery over here. I don't I don't want that. That that's not I got a Ferrari and they got a Pinto. I don't want to see that Pinto uh in the in I'm not on the highway doing fifty-five with the Pinto. I'm not doing that. The Pinto can't go past 55, but I can. So stop holding me back. So <laughs> only person that can do that because, you know, developers aren't the, Sony sold. So that's going to be the lead platform and they'll push it down that way. And they can only go as high as they're going to. Let's do some resolution bump over there. A little, little frames per second. Let's put that. Mm-hmm. There it is. They'd be happy with that. No, I'm not happy with that. Def Singer said that Pinto fire though. He, he like his Pinto. <laughs> No, that Pinto is not fire. It is not fire. My Ferrari goes 120 in the fast lane. I want to be in the fast lane. I don't want to be getting tickets because of you. All right? I want to be in the fast lane. You should not be look. I should not see you in my rearview mirror. You should not be close to me. So what Microsoft and what I'm calling for Microsoft is this, right? Uh Being that, you know, we have Game Pass, we have a preview program. Do you think that it's time for Microsoft to start putting high-end PC games mm-hmm. because it's all-inclusive? Game Pass is all-inclusive, mm-hmm. um, and high-end Xbox X only games mm-hmm. in the preview program and inside Game Pass because it's free mm-hmm. to show you the strength of your system. To show you the possibilities of the world with them maximizing the power of the system instead of it being shackled and held back and only used for up-resing and frame-boosting. Lord, dude, what do you think about this? What's your your take? You know, it's it's funny because you mentioned that and and you think about Nintendo for a moment with the 3DS. You know, that they have the new 3DS, and there's certain games that only run on the new 3DS, and nobody's mm-hmm. mad about that. That's a good point. But mm-hmm. then when you start talking about the extra, no, 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 no. Microsoft said it, uh, this is all one of the part, one part of the same. It's all one mm-hmm. and the same. It's all part of the same family, so we have to keep mm-hmm. things sort of close. But now Mikey Barr is out there saying, no, we don't for- enforce any parity. Yeah. Here's my thought on it. You know, when the PS4 Pro was announced, you know, everyone was like, well, they got to keep things uh, in parity, you know, and that's because the Pro... While it's a boost, it's not substantial. I mean, it's not right. a huge boost. Whereas right. if you look at the X, okay, that's mm-hmm. a $500 system with a beefy engine under the hood. Right. Okay, Absolutely. this thing can do some serious work if it wants to. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit easier for Xbox fans, specifically those that just have an Xbox One X, to say, hey, look, I want better stuff. And I get that because, hey, mm-hmm. I have an Xbox One. I would love to see the best. Right. I want to get the most out of my system. It's mm-hmm. a little bit easier for you know a pro owner to say, oh, that's okay. It's okay if they're the same. But man, when you own an X and you've paid the extra $100 over the pro mm-hmm. and you look at the specs on that thing, mm-hmm. I I am not opposed to 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 getting a, a beefed up game that's exclusive mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, I, I hear where you're going. And what, what do you feel, Lord Dude, about the, remember when Brandon Green got, I won't say he got in trouble, but remember mm-hmm. when play, you know, the announcement, he was like, oh yeah, the X can do 60 frames, no problem. Mm-hmm. And he made that statement, and then there was like kind of like a later retractment, like, oh, we don't have nothing to comment on on the version. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, what did you feel? Because it was a lot of uproar. We did an ILP about that whole episode. It was very peculiar. I believe it was when we had Potentially Perfect on. And um. Yeah, it was it was an uproar. A lot. It, we we had to do a poll, and the poll, you know, eventually the 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 people who said the Xbox One X should not be held back won that poll. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I just wanted your thought. Like, what did you feel about that whole fiasco when Brandon Green came out with that? You know, I, I, it was it was amusing to watch everyone get mad about it, and <laughs> and I can understand why because there's this there's this 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 conception that if you play a sixty frame game against somebody who's playing a thirty frame game, right. there's like this huge disadvantage. Right. But I mean, we've all heard it before. I mean, if you're playing on PC, there are people playing PC <laughs> games at seven twenty, barely thirty. Mm-hmm. Going up against people going 1080p 60, and they're doing they're doing fine. They've been doing right. this for a long time. Right. But I understand though, consoles are all the same, you know. And you try to keep everyone on a level playing field. That's mm-hmm. always the hardest part with consoles because everyone's buying the same system. But mm-hmm. the Xbox One X is not the same as the mm-hmm. Xbox One. It's much stronger. So I mean, I guess they could try doing something like a trial to see how it does and see how it fares. But it's going to be a slippery slope for Microsoft because you know they initially said this is all part of the Xbox One family. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, for them to go back and say, "Look, you know, we'll allow, we'll do Xbox One exclusives," they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get some blowback from, especially from the original Xbox One owners mm-hmm. who have not upgraded for whatever reason. Maybe, and it's hard for it's hard for a lot of gamers to have one system. And be like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go out and buy the five hundred dollar one. That's just not mm-hmm. feasible for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I can understand why those people would be upset about it because they were told from the start, "Don't worry about it." Right. No, but I, I, the, I understand. But, continue. continue. But at the same time, you know, hey, man. I paid five hundred dollars for this system. This thing's beefy <laughs> as hell. I want to see some good stuff. I understand both sides of the argument. It's a very slippery slope for Microsoft. Absolutely, loss off. Yeah, I think. I mean, fundamentally, of course, I agree with King. Like, I want the best I could possibly get out of my five hundred dollars system. Um, uh, but like um, Lord Dude said, like it's a slippery slope because they made all these promises about what their ecosystem is and how it's going to be handled. So it's it, it would be hard to go back on that, right? It'd be, it'd be considered flip-flopping if they went back on that and figured out some way to just give X exclusive stuff. Um, that's one part of it. Another part of the argument that I have a little bit of trouble with, and I've always had trouble with this, is the fact that the perception that games, obviously, if you make a game specifically for one platform, you're going to be able to maximize that platform to the fullest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think that games now, uh, you know, we've been seeing this on the PC front forever. Games have always been created with scalability in mind. And I don't see the problem with creating a game that runs a certain way on base Xbox and runs considerably better with, you know, better textures, better lighting, better all this on the X. I mean, it's been happening. So it, 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 that whole perception about, like, the game can only be better if it's created specifically for that platform. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because it's just that's not how gaming has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Steam. No, Steam back, has been- back up on that statement. I just want to I want to reinforce what you're saying. So you're 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 saying like you 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 don't want that whole mentality, or you don't subscribe to that theory of like where I, are you at with with uh, a base when it comes X, like, like to King's point, like to a base X game. Where would you yeah. at with that? I think, you know, I think they have to be created with the games have to be created with the specific hardware in mind. I I think it's fine to to create a base game and have it scalable so that it looks as good as it can on a base Xbox one Mm -hmm. and as good as it can on a, on a, on an Xbox one X. I, I don't subscribe to the argument that because it wasn't created specifically for the X it's being, it's being held back because again, like I said, games Mm -hmm. have been created. Games have been created this way for the longest time. Like mm-hmm. when you look at a game on on the PC, you, mm-hmm. a low end PC is going to show a certain game a certain way, and then you put a 1080 Ti in there, and the game's going to look completely different. Um, I'm talking yeah. about a game that doesn't even run on that um, the regular X. I'm just talking about a testing ground for 
Xbox One X specific titles and high-end PC titles. You're talking about are, from a Mac, pure maximization standpoint. That's it. Same pure yeah. beast yeah. mode so, only. You want to push so, it to the limit. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. I would love to see that again. Another reason why, again, fundamentally, I agree with it. Uh, another re- reason why I think, from a logistical standpoint, that is not happening is this: like when they when they finally announced the name of the Xbox One X, right? Um, mm-hmm. So this, this past E3, right? They admitted that they had only gotten dev kits into developers' hands maybe six months before, and that not all developers had them yet. So mm-hmm. they were still getting dev kits out there right mm-hmm. so if you just look at time frame like logistically it'd be hard to get a game that was created from the ground up with the x in mind mm-hmm. this year even next year so then if you're looking at you know 2020 for a game that was built with the x in mind i think at that point we're already talking about what's next for xbox Right. We're not talking about we're not talking about the X anymore. We're talking about whatever's next at that point. So I think just logistically it'd be hard to get that done. Right. If anybody could do it, it's Microsoft with their properties. Right. If they really if they really put the effort into it. But I just think as a, from an overall, maybe a third party perspective, it'd be harder to see that happen. Mm, fair enough. I mean, this is a this interesting topic. I mean, you know, Lord King, I know he's been he's been, he's been pushing this one for a minute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Pushed to the limit. And um, you know, it's kind of interesting because like like uh, Lord Dude said, like with Mikey Barr's tweet, I mean, he had to mm-hmm. tweet mm-hmm. again. He said, because somebody was like, Yeah, it's unfair that the axe is being held back. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We do not require any parity in terms of S for X. This is it is. I see some both both arguments. I see the slippery slope argument, but at the same time, if they're making state statements like this, then you know I would. Uh, the way I look at the way they're treating it to me feels like the elite controller. The X is mm-hmm. like the elite controller. Mm-hmm. So you know you have all these things. Like you got your elite. You've got the paddles in the back. You've got your trigger speed. You got all these fundamental advantages over a standard gamer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my thing is. They are not the vibe I'm getting from them is that they are not looking to hold it back. I don't know. I do agree with Solve though. Is I don't know if they're gonna grow that route with the you know base Xbox One X game only because as Lord King hates the Tiki torches will come out. Mm-hmm. The Tiki Let torches. Them burn. Burn. <laughs> the, the, base, the base one let's be honest the base x crowd is still the majority you know like lord addict and those guys i could see the rage come forward you know you guys check this out right but we will move forward and look check this you, out, you're eliminating right? me i can't play title something yeah yeah okay so what <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really don't care. I can't play high, high, high about end. inclusivity. Yeah, well, we don't. You, you are included. We're not. The game is free in Game Pass. We're not precluding you from playing the game, but you but need these specs to step. No, you don't have to do anything. You can look from afar. They have videos on YouTube, and you can be part of the community by interjecting yourself from a distance. It's nice. Yo, you know what's you know what's crazy? We do this with everything in this life, right? Uh-huh. You go inside the, the store to buy jeans, right? Uh-huh. I, I didn't know that there was jeans that was four hundred dollars. I'm I'm honestly telling you this. I did not know this, right? Because my that's not where I shop, right? So um, I go inside the store and I'm going to get a pair of jeans, and he's like, "Oh, these these jeans is over here." 
these jeans is over here. So I'm like, oh, those jeans is nice. Like, let me get this. Let me get my size. I'm trying them on. He did not say the price. He did not say the price, right? <laughs> let me see this. Let me see this. So he put it on the counter, and he said $400. I said, oh, I don't, I don't need four pair of jeans. I just need the one. <laughs> right? so he's like oh no no that's that's four i said okay you can take that back you can give me the ones that um normal jean prices now if you can't shop there there are things in this world that you can't afford you don't be upset about it that you can't afford it you just can't afford it they are there you can admire them you can expire to them but they give like you a goal right? dude no, i was just gonna like, say he sounds like don and they do have a system for you um it's called youtube hey i play with people it's called youtube listen i play with i play with a lot of my friends right we play for you 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 know you you got a lot of dudes in here that know right we play uh pubg now we have the x crowd and we have the simps and oh we have God. the OGs, oh right now when the OGs jump in uh -huh. they are loading in man slow they are it's it's horrible i feel, I feel for them we got to guard their bodies sometimes when they're lagging out yeah, yeah, and you know we got it runs horribly slower and then then that's not the simp version the simp version the simp is a little bit better they're a little bit better and you're telling them yo is a guy over there on 20 yards out at 56 south and he's like i don't see him hold on it didn't pop in yet <laughs> <laughs> And shout out to the whole team that has graduated to X. Shout out to Vogel. He got an X. He said it's night and day. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you have to aspire to things, right? And not, it's, you know, a lot of things ain't for everyone. Oh but what I'm saying is, for those people who did put out, um, what about those people? No, you I know, understand so, the point. Yeah, just put games in Game Pass because there's some games in Game Pass I will never touch. And it has absolutely nothing to do from a performance standpoint. It's just a game taste standpoint. Maybe that game is in there that shows me why I have an X. That's all. I don't care if it's a test demo. Put demos in there. I don't care. Yeah, but just um, show me Chad what my sister can do. Pitco fam is about to roll on you, Lord King. Let him roll. Let him roll. Meet me in PUBG. Meet me in PUBG with, with your OG system, the big fat one, the one that looked like a VCR, the one that didn't sell right. Meet me with that there. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to wrap this thing up. You're a savage. I, I understand the sentiments. I understand the sentiments. There's, there's legit arguments on both sides as far as not being uh, held back. So it will be interesting to see what happens in the future of Game Pass. If they, game. Even, if they even decide to go that route, <laughs> says they probably won't, you know, say they don't want the backlash. Oh, They'll probably wait for the next generation. But who knows? We'll see if, you know, Coming. we'll see if the Pinto fam get eliminated. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna wrap this thing up. We went way over. <laughs> what Addict said, we all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the poll and then wrap this thing up. So we got the uh, new ILP poll this week with the recent rumors of a possible relationship with Microsoft and Sega of Japan. What do you think is the best course of action for Xbox? The choices are. A, purchase Sega outright for its in-house exclusives. B, partner with Sega only for select IPs. 
or C, I don't care unless Shenmue 3 is part of the deal. <laughs> Those are the questions. That is the question. Those are the choices. Please rock the vote and hit the ILP Twitter polls when it goes up, most likely tomorrow. Lord, dude, an absolute pleasure to have you at the realm and the round table. Where can the fine people find you? What's going on with the Short Pause Gaming Group? First off, I got to buy one of these tables. Okay, seriously, I need to know where you guys got this big ass round table from. I want one. Uh, you, you, can, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the dude1979. Uh, the website is www.shortpause.com. We're also on Twitter at the short pause. Uh, the short pause gaming podcast is on iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, the latest episode will be going up tonight. I got yeah, to work. Where's my I'll be going. I got to get to work on it as soon as I get done here. So it'll be up later tonight. Uh, It's also on YouTube, Twitch, and uh, on our Facebook page, Short Pause Gaming. I just want to give a shout out, one quick shout out to uh, the guys at Short Pause. Ben Boyce at Piccolo930, uh, Frankie Ayler at Viper Strike, Bender Holt at Bender underscore Guitar, and and Taz Mia at Taz Pause. These guys are uh, just highly motivated, highly ambitious guys. And honestly, Short Pause wouldn't be a thing without them. These guys come to work every Saturday night. They do their job in the podcast. They stream during the week. They, they review yeah. games when we get them in a timely manner. These guys are dedicated, and and I honestly, uh, I'm in debt to them forever. I absolutely. absolutely love these guys. They're fantastic workers. I love spending every waking night playing Destiny 2 with them or uh, other games. But um, seriously, uh, to those four guys, shouts out. I love you guys very much. You guys are the best. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely want to reiterate, you know, definitely want to shout them out. Like you said, Viper Strike, Bender, that man on the guitar, Lord Piccolo, you know what I'm saying? And this, what was the secret Lord? I want to get the name right. The secret Lord that's behind the shadows. Tasmia. He's always Taz-mia. hiding in the shadows. All right. That's the man right there. That's the man that makes it happy. Yeah, shout out to you guys. We see the dedication. We see the streams. You know, you're constantly doing, you know, indie spotlights and let's plays and very active, positive in the community. And we want to give those platforms light, man. And, you know, me and you, Lord, do have been talking for a while just mm-hmm. been working out the scheduling and i'm so happy to finally get you in the realm of the lords deal it's with all this it's, <laughs> it's been a pleasure i mean you guys are seriously awesome to listen to it's even better to be able to sit down here and have a talk with you guys you guys you guys are the, one of the best podcasts out there for this community uh you do great things you bring the community together you don't separate it and uh we, we appreciate you guys very much uh and, and i love listening to your show so keep please keep doing what you're doing making much this community appreciate. community a better place much appreciate me a, a huge thing to us. It means a lot, man. Thank you so much. Lord Attic had to roll. Lord, he had to turn into Lord Sleep. He had to double shift today. So Lord Sleep has returned. <laughs> he had to go legit, but he sent me a message. He just wanted, he didn't want to be rude, so I had to let everybody know what happened. And uh, yeah, Lord Saw, where can they find people not find you online? <laughs> yeah. First of all, yeah, shout out to Lord Dude, man. Fantastic conversation. It's always good to have a Lord of our of our age group come on. I mean, yes. <laughs> they, they can relate to our, our, our Sega stories and our old school stories. So fantastic having you on, man. Thanks. Um, and uh, yeah, the people could not find me on uh, <laughs> Xbox Live and PSN at BX Sovereign, but you can find me dying a whole lot on Switch. No doubt, no doubt, man. Yeah, that's, that's our offline profile Illuminati, the man that lives in the shadows. What do you exist? <laughs> Not a good day, you Lord King, the excess 
non-pinto gamer. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, I am so happy that you know you're on the podcast today. It's very refreshing. Um, like I said, uh, talking to people of the same like mind, uh, inclusive, not exclusive uh, type of mentality. Uh, you came from the ground up. When you said in television, I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> like, he, that was OG status. When he threw that down, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but see, we have a different type of patience when it comes to things. We don't feel entitled for stuff because we came from actual blocks playing two blocks okay <laughs> two blocks in a little ball and we thought it wasn't even a ball it was a smaller block all right <laughs> so you know the struggle is real with us and i understand i respect it i love everything that everyone's doing um cognito shot me the podcast last night so i could refresh myself with you guys podcast i actually found it very entertaining um <laughs> it, was, it was hugely entertaining um so i appreciate you coming through i appreciate you giving the time and the energy and and it was worth it it was definitely worth it because it was a great podcast um where you guys can find me instagram twitter facebook uh Y'all really think I'm trolling? I'm not trolling. <laughs> On PlayStation Network is Xbox 360 Lover 01. That's not a troll. That's Why me. You tell Chris that was the way he got to find you. He got to find me then. You got to put those words in to get me. I'm a cheat code. And I will pop up like, but also I'm approachable. Everybody in this chat knows. I'm highly approachable. Yes. I'm not standoffish. I'm the king of the people, baby. Yeah, Join the just, room. We're we going to have we fun. We need Lord King to get them streams going, man. You got the whole Yeah, well, we're going to stream today. We're streaming, we're streaming today. We tried that streaming uh, a couple of weeks ago with me, Brap, and so oh, on. Yeah, and Brap yeah. had the PG on his filter. Oh, and we man. told him he had to cut that out. Because yeah. this Different is Lord not King. the podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This this was the king that y'all saw uh before the cameras went off. You saw that you remember? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Shirt off, King. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god, this is Lord Cognito. <laughs> Spread that gaming realness on the ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Thanks again for Lord Dude coming through of the short path what has passed gaming network. Oh, man, such a fun show today. Shout out to all Lord Kratos, man, for coming through last minute. That was actually fun. We're going to get him on, too. I didn't know that was a thing that everybody thought me and him was the same person. <laughs> no, 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 no. I really didn't know that. Both hilarious. You both love your platform. You know what I mean? And you both clown the others, and it's funny. So people were like, I had to do it. I was like, People don't believe that they're the same. People, there was a rumor going. Relevant was starting it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, like, Relevant. That's funny. I said, we got, I just shoot him a, an emergency DM just to get in to, to, to prove that you don't have a doppelganger <laughs> running around. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun, man. Shout out to everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? That show support. Yeah. And really, chat was absolutely lit today. We got a lot of stuff cooking up. Um, Thank you for the support on Flashpoints. I know Destiny is dead, but, um, you know, me and Ibantis, we're keeping the, the torch running on the Iron Law podcast. Channel. We'll have another episode up probably this Thursday. We're trying to get it locked in between 7 and 8 p.m. We'll do a new and that going on. And um, yeah, man, please support the Lords and everything we do. We'll have the audio and all that good stuff up. And uh, the multiverse will be up. 
tomorrow, I believe, at 8 p.m. And uh, also, I believe the Phoenix podcast, be on the lookout for them. They've got some stuff cooking up. They will be the new addition to the Inner Circle Network. They got some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, man. Shout out to those guys. Got a chance to chat with them offline. They look re- really positive and really good, like hardcore comic book you know, and anime and all that good stuff. I'll be over there. Yeah, like they've got it popping. They, you know, we were talking about like greatest villains and stuff like that. And I think I threw Killmonger on. They were like, okay, we got to have you on the show, Lord. Like, we like, <laughs> we like, well, are they talking about movie or talking about as in we terms talking about, of. We're talking about like the entire MCU, that kind of stuff. Doom. And, um, yeah, like, of course, of course. We just, we, we just shooting it, you know, and it was just fun, yeah. positive stuff, man. So, yeah, man, thank you for all the support. Thank you for the chat. Everybody enjoy their Sunday. And on that note, we are out of here. Peace. Hunters for life.